Good evening. From the basement of their haunted mansion, here with a lighter look into the darker side of the world, the Spooky Family! And Beagle, take it away. <laughs> we will take it away, Chris Christopherson, you big pile of bones, you. Yahoo! Oh my god, the Yahoo's back. Guys, I'm super excited. We're getting closer and closer to Halloween, and we're getting closer and closer to all kinds of cool stuff. I cannot tell you how I just want to spoil so much stuff that's getting ready to happen on uh, our podcast. We do have a lot of things. A lot of things. And if a you stick around to the cool end, we things. might spoil a little bit of stuff, but not that much. Because we want you to stick around and, and yeah. carry on with us. It's a, it's a tactic. I like that. It is a tactic. I just want to apologize for accidentally kicking the boom mic. That's okay. I've done it like four times in the last seven episodes. I have sciatica. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. So guys, I listen. I was trying to reposition myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are here for our seventh episode, and it is an episode dedicated to my best friend, the right Mothman. The Mothman. Right through it all. Well, whoa, 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 Feed here. Mothman. Before we get in, this this feels kind of this feels kind of hasty. Like, what what what's been going on? Ellie? What do you mean? What's been going on? You know, we usually give us a little, hey there, what's going on with you? you know, and you, you day to day. Well, I, see, I didn't want you to get the like an inflated ego because we all know what's going on with Beagle. He has just been a superstar at a big convention. That yeah, we had. and you're trying to take away to my my other spotlight. I'm super sorry. Go ahead, Beagle. Tell us all about it. He resents you. Oh, I don't. So resent what did Beagle do? I don't resent oh, him. I envy oh, him. I don't know. I went to. Pockful Toy Comic Con. How how awesome was the Pockful It Toy was Con? actually really, really awesome. Now listen, before... I've never been to one. Really? Yeah. I've never been to any sort of con or anything like that. Um, Have you ever dated an ex-con? Yes. All right. Yeah, actually, yeah, you yeah, have. Yeah, technically I have. Wow. Technically I, I have. I did, and a current A murderer. Con. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, man. Wow. That got dark. That got dark quick. Let's change the subject. Um, She'd been to our parents' house. So, listen, we wow. want to, I want to go ahead <laughs> real quick, real quick, and say thank you to Goose. Because yes. Okay, that took a turn. <laughs> not because of I any of the murder stuff. Uh, Murders goose. But no, goose. Remember, yeah. Goose is the reason that we got to represent, and that, that yes. Beagle got to represent himself over and at the Pipeville Toy and Comic Con. Yeah. Uh, Definitely awesome. owe a lot to yes. Goose. We owe a lot the, to Goose anyway. Yeah, and to Cronkite. The guys and, uh, over there at the Here's Your Bubblegum. Yep. Uh, yeah, we have to play it around in the realm of podcasts. Yeah, if it weren't for them, we wouldn't be here. But and we like to. Yeah, you know, so I mean, uh, but uh, yeah, I've never been to one. Uh, really? That's uh, see to me. That's great. I really wish. I really wish this pandemic wasn't here. I really mm-hmm. wish that all this stuff wasn't happening because um, the Lexington uh, Scarefest yeah. is getting ready. To it's come getting out. ready to ha- and this is a free plug. Scarefest. If you're out there listening to us, like uh, Gertie and I have been to a couple of those. We were VIP members. A we were of VIP times. members. And I've a couple wanted of times. to go for years. Yeah, and like listen, excellent 
when I got to meet Ernie Hudson at one, uh, Gertie got to meet Elvira at one. <laughs> like it was one of our greatest. Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson from uh, Back to the Future D. and Wallace Howard the Stone. Duck. Yeah, D. Wallace Stone. Uh, mm. Bill Mosley from mm-hmm. uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and uh, The Devil's Rejects. All kinds of. Courtney uh, Gaines. Tony Todd from Candyman. And, Tony Todd. Yeah. Like, but anyway, <laughs> we've met all kinds of people there, and those are awesome. And I really wish that this wasn't, uh, this pandemic wasn't around because. It's my hope that next year, not only will we get to attend the Scarefest, mm-hmm. but we'll actually, I'm, I'm wanting to do a booth or a uh, be that at would, the Scarefest. That would be, you know, dream yeah, yeah. type status. That's though. what I'm hoping for. We're hoping to get merch out uh, before long. We're hoping to get yeah. all that stuff out there. Yeah. Um, Which we gave, uh, we gave some away. We did, we did. We gave, we gave a lot away there at the con. Um, yeah. Pipe, uh we gave away a lot of buttons, uh, yeah. stickers, uh, a lot of our little posters and with li- uh, all listen, our information on it. We've got buttons and stickers left. If you're interested in that, give us a give us a uh, email. Write us an email. Give us a call at our number. Um, we mm-hmm. will, you know, give us your mailing address. We'll send some stuff out to you for free right now. I mean, it is merch, but yeah. That like, number, by the way, two seven six two nine nine one six eight one. Yeah, so awesome. So let us know if you want some of that stuff. We've got, like I said, stickers. We've got buttons. Uh, we'll we'll gladly send you, you know, some if you want some. That's no big deal. <laughs> some some if you want some. I don't know where <laughs> we'll I was see going you with some, that. Maybe. Guys, I'm just super excited about today's topic. Yeah, I'm, I, I know. Look, I'm sorry. I had to have my. I had to go back into the light again. No, 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 it was great. Show. I'm glad you said that because I, I, legitimately, I'm not trying to like dampen your. You're trying, like, trying to sabotage. No, me. I just forgot. I just forgot to do it. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. It's been a long day, and uh, I'm just excited to get to the topic at hand tonight, and that's why I, I missed you. But Gertie, right, what have you done this week? Nothing. All right. So you're, you're always doing nothing. What I mean, there has to be something in between the, all the nothing. Well, you know, I, I usually spend most of my time on TikTok, uh, in which oh. I found a fantastic person. Yes, and let <laughs> me tell you something, guys. I mean, there's all kinds of people there on the on the <laughs> on the talk. <laughs> there might be all kinds of people on the talk, but there is nobody as cool as this person on the talk. And she I'm, is wonderful. Yes. And, Made the the funniest song. Oh, are we getting ready song? to? Are, oh, we're going. We are going to listen to. We're going to listen to this. I have the song. So I reached out to uh, this TikToker. Okay, is that, is that what you call them, TikTokers? I think it's what the children. A are talker. Like. Oh, also, did you know that Spooky Family Podcast has a TikTok? Yes, you because did? I am the progenitor of it. <laughs> Beagle is the one who runs it. <laughs> so if you're on TikTok, look for the Spooky Family Podcast. But while we were on there, like uh, uh, Gertie said, she did find this awesome, awesome song. It's by a lady named Liz Cosette. I hope I'm saying that right. If okay. I'm not, I apologize. You can find her on TikTok. Her uh, name is at Pearl, P-E-A-R-L, dot, like a period, Pearl, dot, point, P-O-I-N-T. And let me tell you guys, might be the best song I've ever heard of. I reached okay. out to her. Uh, I got permission from her. We are going to listen to it here on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Okay. I'm getting ready to blow your minds. All right. Because this is going to be the best song that you have ever heard in your life about the subject that we're covering tonight. So oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Are you ready? Yeah, I don't ready. think you're ready. I don't think you're ready for this jelly or this banana flavored jello that we're going to talk about later on. But 
here we go. Mm. Are you ready? Mm. Here we go. It was a cold, lonely night in West Virginia. I was cruising down the highway. When in the rearview mirror, I saw something getting nearer, red eyes piercing through the gray. So naturally, I stopped the car, pulled over on the side, and saw a ten-foot man with wings. I rolled down my window, and I asked if he was single, and the strange man said to me, and I said, Mothman, oh, Mothman, you really know how to treat a lady. Mothman, oh, Mothman, would you like to spend the night with me? I hopped out the car with a flashlight in hand, and we wandered into the trees. I was staring at his scarlet eyes, and he was staring back at mine, and we walked the trail. I don't want to give away too much, because... Uh, according to her TikTok okay. profile, she's actually recording the song and putting it out on Spotify soon. And trust me when I say I will stream that constantly, <laughs> probably 24 hours a day for okay. like two or three weeks at a time. Because, <laughs> ladies yeah. and gentlemen... This could I am, be an anthology series. It could be. This like, is going to be the new... Uh, uh, well, then the fox said... <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Listen, all joking aside... And I, I would never joke about her, that song, that amount of comedy inside it's of a song like that. It's pretty funny. Um, and I liked her ability to do that because I know, as a person who does voices sometimes, yes. knows how hard it is to come from that back to a, back to a beautiful, a beautiful voice. melody. Yeah, type. yeah. So that's that's uh, kudos. So listen, if you're out there and you you're not and you're on TikTok, please go look her up. Follow uh, her. Follow her. Find uh, that song and like it. Like that song when it comes out on Spotify. Download it. Stream it all the time. You can find her at uh, Pearl, P-E-A-R-L dot point, P-O-I-N-T. And uh, it's it's great. It is a Mothman. She has yeah. a Discord. She's got all kinds of cool stuff. She's a very, very awesome songwriter to boot. I mean, yeah. And also extremely nice to extremely nice. Extremely nice. Yes, um, thank you so much uh, for letting us play that. Um, the okay. fact that her nickname on TikTok comes from Steven Universe also makes me happy for uh, <laughs> other random reasons. Random reasons. But um, thank you so much for that. And that really is one of the, the funniest songs. Though. It took me by surprise. Like uh, when Gertie showed it to me, she's like, "You'll want to listen to this." And I was like, "Why?" You know, I don't. I don't. Yeah. TikTok's weird. You know, sometimes it's. Really it's funny, kinda, and then sometimes yeah. it's just out there. And she was like, listen to this. So it started out, and I was like, okay, this is, you know, she's nice. I get it. I get it. And then it gets to the point where it's, it's the Mothman, and I'm like, genius. This, <laughs> this is absolute also, genius. Also, props to the Mothman for uh, yes. pulling him a lady. Yes, a hot, very hot, lovely lady, hot too. It really matters. Hey, it does. It you <laughs> miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. He could so. He could have stood there. And not said a word. Right. She could have just rolled the window up and drove on by. But he chose love. Just like he chose chose love. To say, hey. Just like she says in the song, Mothman, oh Mothman, you really know how to treat a lady. Treat a lady? Yeah, and that's all ladies are looking for is someone to treat them nice. that and someone around upwards of uh, seven foot? Yes, exactly. (laughs) You would know Beagle, wouldn't you? Exactly. As as somebody above the uh, six foot range. uh, You are currently in the range of a Sasquatch. A small baby Sasquatch or a larval form. (laughs) Of the Mothman. Of the Mothman. Yeah, I agree. 
I agree, hundred and ten percent. You so. you are the type of person that I think would hang. But out he's got in celebrity status. You know that probably helps he out does. a lot too. He does picking up women. I mean, you know, I, I think of like Lyle Lovett and Julia Roberts. You know, back in the day, like, oh wow, you know, he was kind of ugly. I mean, okay, he still pulled Julia Roberts though. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the the pretty woman, the pretty the pretty the woman. pretty woman. Starring Richard Gere, who is also in a great little movie called The Mothman Prophecies. And we're talking we're about... We're back. We're back. We're back and better than ever. All right. Oh, wow. I don't know about better than ever, but we are back. We're about the same. We're <laughs> we're back and totally the same as before. We're at the start of all this, so we are. please bear with us. We are. It's only our seventh episode. Yeah. No one's this is... I'm sorry, no one's listening. It's fine. And, no, and we're not getting paid. <laughs> I can say whatever so I want. I... Do whatever you want to. There you go. So uh, the Mothman is uh, the Mothman. It said, "Love me." <laughs> I know. Just, that was nice. The Mothman. Ellie, you took it in college. Took a little Mothman. I, I took a little Mothman in college. Um, experimented you, with a little Mothman. Do you take that at WVU or Marshall? <laughs> I took it at a little uh, uh, college, a little uh, uh, liberal arts school called Alice Lloyd College. Yeah, uh, they definitely teach it up there. They do, they do. I believe that's where the Mothman spends his summers. Yeah, collective. So that worked out well. Yeah, probably works security. <laughs> he probably did. At some point, he There's was somebody probably... out of the dormitory. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, the Mothman was probably the chief of police for the Pippa Passes Police Department. I'm sorry if I if I blow someone's. Uh, Headphones out of their ears with that. I'm terribly it's sorry. It's okay. It's because fine. Because I'm deaf uh, and I can't how, tell how loud uh, It's mean. perfectly all right. Light head, uh, headphone warning. Yeah, I mean, like, next time. <laughs> oh, man. But as we'll see later, time is relative. Next time. Is, time is relative. It is all relative. Next time, give us a little bit of a warning before you scream at us uh, in the podcast. Oh, yeah. Playing it again. Who was it? So naturally I stopped the car, pulled over on the you side, did. saw a ten foot man with wings. He had wings? I rolled down my window and I asked if he was single and the strange man said to me. What'd he say? Yeah. Oh yeah. That was the first thing she asked. Oh yeah. And I said, Mothman, oh Mothman, you really know how to treat a lady. I love that. Mothman, oh Mothman, would you like to spend the She's a little bit forward right there, but that's okay. Yeah. No judgment. No judgment. Because, I mean, she's she a 10-foot man with conver- the conversation now with, are you single? <laughs> she did. She <laughs> did. Pull up to somebody. Maybe she's a, Maybe. Might be a man in black. She's a little. She's a, a woman oh, in black. She's a woman in black. That might be it. I don't know. But listen. <laughs> are you the boss, man? Are you? You'll get you'll get that joke later. Uh, listen, we appreciate you letting us play that song. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, but yes, tonight's topic is the Mothman, and Gertie is here to take us into the Mothman stuff. This is the true story behind the legendary Mothman said to terrorize West Virginia. Terrorize. Uh, by uh, it's all the all that's interesting. And checked by Jacqueline Anglis. Yes, that, that's who checked it. <laughs> checked by. Like, well, it was an update right. of a story from before. Uh, maybe, but apparently authored by anonymous. But <laughs> I will maybe. Okay. Okay. This was published uh, May twenty first, twenty twenty one. So pretty recent publication here. Yep, and it was checked in June, wasn't it? 
Uh, yeah, well, updated, sir. Updated. Is the I'm verbiage sorry. that they use on uh, June twenty second, twenty twenty. Okay. <laughs> As legend has it, the flying mothman of Point Pleasant scared countless locals in the late nineteen sixties, and when a bridge collapsed, the creature was blamed for the deaths of forty six people. Okay, so I want to get this out there right now before we get into the story. I and my son are big fans of the Mothman to the point where we think he is not responsible for the bridge collapse. He was trying to warn everybody. And because no one other than myself and this nice lady from TikTok ever took a Mothman language class, she, <laughs> no one understood him, and they were just scared by his presence. I think he was there to protect people. That's my point of view. Okay. What say you, Beagle? Um, he is a um, gigantic monster, but he just wants to love. <laughs> he just wants to love. I thought he was going to be like, he's a gigantic monster that murdered 46 people, and then I was going to be real sad. Okay. Well, I mean, that's what happens at the end. What do you, what do you think, Ernie? Do you, okay, thanks for including me. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I think that Mothman may be... A Native American curse. Wow. Okay. So Chief Cornstalk? I think. That's Is that his name? I believe that was I his don't name. want to disrespect. He who picks up women on highway. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> that was a horrible accent impersonation. I'm leaving it in. We're at least an eighth Native American. <laughs> I Seriously. Think, yeah. Honestly, Cherokee. Yeah. Don't look it up. <laughs> Don't look it up. No bank it. Just trust us. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, there's a, lot, there's a lot to that because a lot of stuff has happened in that part of West Virginia. Um, there was uh, one of the biggest mining disasters in the history of America happened there. Yes. Uh, the Marshall uh, plane crash plane that crash killed there. a lot of, you know, the, the entire Marshall that, football team. You saw, I at first I was like. Them, but I mean all of them. Um yeah, so... Well, it didn't uh, kill all of them, right? I mean, it killed... No, it, it killed, killed, the, it it killed, killed everybody on the planet. It killed all 70... No, it was, like, was it 70... I can't remember, and I don't want to... I don't want to pretend like I, I remember what it I is, know. but... Yeah. Um, there was maybe, a, like, it, the C team was still okay. You know what I mean? I don't think... Like, I, it might have been. I can't uh, remember. I mean, like but there was a lot of floods. There was a lot of... Uh, a lot of stuff. A lot of misfortune. A lot of misfortune. Now, really, it's the drug epidemic. And the drug epidemic... I mean... The drug epidemic is hitting everywhere hard, and we're not just trying yeah. to point that into West Virginia because we live in eastern Kentucky, and it's hitting here too very hard. But uh, a lot of misery for a, you know yeah. one place. A lot of West Virginians, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. Our, and we love West Virginia, by the way. Our states touch. Our, <laughs> I'm going to have to edit this entire part of the, the But it's just back to back. I'm leaving it in. All right, let's go. Or story, 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 story. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> On November 12th, 1966, in Clendenin, West Virginia, a group of grave diggers working in a cemetery spotted something strange. They glanced up from their work as something huge soared over their heads. It was a massive figure that was moving rapidly from tree to tree. The grave diggers would later describe this figure as a brown human being. That was in quotation marks. Um, this was the first reported sighting of what would come to be known as the Mothman, an elusive creature that remains as mysterious as it was on the night that a few frightened witnesses first laid eyes on it. 
Just three days after the gravedigger's initial report in nearby Point Pleasant, West Virginia, which is what we all know, uh, the, the main nexus point of the Mothman sightings. It's really a lot through that area, but I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. it was. I, I think there were uh, sightings in uh, in Ohio, uh, sighting, sightings in. I want to say there was. Well, yeah, that's later. But I, recent, I, think, I think around the time there was also sightings as far as Ashland, Kentucky. Am I wrong about that? I believe you're right, but I don't know exactly the time. Yeah, I don't really. I don't want to talk on that right now because I'll have to do <laughs> some more research. But go ahead. All right. Um, just three days after the gravedigger's initial report in nearby Point Pleasant, West Virginia, two couples noticed a white winged creature about six or seven feet tall, standing in front of the car uh, that they were all sitting in. Eyewitnesses Roger Scarberry and Steve Mellett told the local paper at the Point Pleasant Register that the beast had bright red eyes. About six inches apart, actually, how, how wide the eyes were set. A wingspan of ten feet and the apparent urge to avoid the bright headlights of the car. According to the witnesses, this creature was able to fly at incredible speeds, perhaps as fast as 100 miles per hour. All of them agree that the beast was a clumsy runner on the ground. So that was nice to say, a clumsy runner. I just, I imagine him, like, like getting away like a little crab. You know what I mean? Like, dilly, 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 dilly. I don't think they make that noise. Well, I know chicken really, chickens really don't, well, I mean, okay, pigeon. Like, a pigeon <laughs> doesn't really walk the greatest. No, they, they fly well, you know. They do, so it's like and I don't think it's fair that you judge the Regular Mothman by his running ability. Yeah, that's like I, I think this is already misidentification. What do you think it is? Uh, not that the Mothman is the Mothman is the Mothman, right? But Good. This, thank you. This, um, whatever this was, was trying to avoid bright headlights. That is not what moths do. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. From the get go, I'm saying he should have been called. What does he identify as? We don't know. So you're saying that his name shouldn't be Mothman? No. It should be something like Afraid of Headlights Man. Mm-hmm. Or Clumsy Runner Man. <laughs> clumsy Running Guy. Batman. Batman. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> You know, later on when we talk about the men in black, there is a guy driving around in a car with a clown mask on, so... Let's not mention that again. Mm. Uh, We haven't mentioned it yet, Gertie. There is the Batman. Why so serious? Please don't, both of you, don't ever do that again. Okay. What? They knew this only because it allegedly chased their vehicle to the outskirts of town. In the air, though. And then scuttled... (laughs) Into a nearby field and disappeared. Um, maybe it just can't drive over county lines. Just real, or fly over county lines. It's like it gets there and it's like, oh no, gotta gotta, gotta walk the rest of the way. Does Does he have like a, a home incarceration? He's a clumsy uh, runner. <laughs> ankle. Bracelet does he have an ankle bracelet on? That's what we need to know. Maybe he's a clumsy runner, so he's definitely not going to be doing good in the Olympics. Is that what you're saying? I'm, okay. I'm I'm asking a question. The pole vault, he's got that. Down. <laughs> got that one down. Huh? Uh, knowing how absurd this must have sounded to a local paper, it still sounds absurd, in, but awesome. Okay, in a small Appalachian community in the 1960s, Scarberry insisted that the apparition couldn't have been a figment of his imagination. He assured the paper, Can't be. Mm-mm. If I'd seen it while by myself, I wouldn't have said anything. 
but there were four of us who saw it. And oh, you know well, what? I mean, that's actually that quote <laughs> makes me think. You know, like I believe this dude. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because he, I, I feel he the exact knew same what, way. He knew how that that conversation was going to go. Right. Exactly. Like when we went to Waverly Hills, and uh, there was uh, I know tra- traumatic flashbacks for <laughs> yes. Don't don't use the flashbulbs. Don't use the flashbulbs. But uh, she was the Mothman. <laughs> she was the Mothman. But if if we hadn't saw like Gertie saw somebody in the stairwell, and she told us about it, and none of us believe her. But oh, okay. but Beagle and I saw <laughs> something in a hallway, and a lot of people saw it, and we're awesome. And so I get what this guy's talking about now. Mm-hmm. We love you, Gertie. We're just playing. We believe you. At first, reporters were skeptical. Oh, I'm sorry, Gertie. We're, we're just joking. In the papers, they called the Mothman a bird. <laughs> <laughs> and a mysterious creature. <laughs> However, they did print Mallet's description. It was like a man with wings, he said. But more and more sightings were reported in the Point Pleasant area. I mean, area. that's a great description, though. Well, <laughs> you know. It was a man with wings. Well, you got a, you've got a bird. Well, you've got little bird legs, little bird feet. Mm-hmm. Clumsy then, but then runners. you have clum- the historically clumsy runners. Clumsy runners. <laughs> Scudders. But you have if you have a man like creature, I mean that's pretty filled out, muscular right. legs. Not bird like legs, so I think his eyes are his most defining feature though. I mean, other than the fact that he's a ten foot tall bird man. Well, a lot of that, you know, uh, people try to say, Oh, it was it was reflection of your car's headlights off of something. But they're saying no light source was pointed at it. It, it emitted its right. own light. Right. Um, there was a red eyes, and a lot of people I've I've read subsequently though too that that saw um, either the Mothman himself or what you know, Mothmen if, if there's yeah. multiple. Who knows really? Yeah. If they're saying the same one, uh, but probably so. But were uh, some of the uh, light phenomenon that was there as well? Uh, different things that they had. Um, it was bilateral, which means both sides, left and right, uh-huh. uh, conjunctivitis. Yeah, Cleves, Cleves conjunctivitis. It caused, uh, it, and that's caused by um, radiation. Like, or it could uh, just a really bright light source. Yeah, John Kill says it was in a lot of cases in uh, uh, Point Pleasant at the time, and it yeah. it can happen from, um, like you said, like a super. Or bright, if you're bright, a, an arc welder and you yeah. don't use the uh-huh. appropriate. Um, or radiation burns too. Yeah, like, protection. Kind of radiation yeah. burns too. You're right. You're absolutely right. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt Which you. Which is is an odd thing. I mean, it's yeah. really hard. You can't really fake that, and uh, and you know, conjunctivitis. And who would you um, want to fake that? Yeah, I mean, even if you could, I want. It's a lot of commitment. Well, if there's yeah. if there's, I'm gonna multi- burn my retinas out. <laughs> What's yeah. what I'm saying? You know. Uh, I'll show them. <laughs> They'll believe me then. <laughs> this prank's gonna be hilarious <laughs> in a couple awesome. years. Don't worry about it. It's car pranks. Yeah, it's all right. I promise. <laughs> oh. I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Point Pleasant. Oh, I'm here with the Mothman. <laughs> That's not a Mothman. It's just Steve-O. Oh, well, they look alike. Wee Man came in and stole a pen. That's later. <laughs> That's later. <laughs> <laughs> the Gettysburg Times reported eight additional sightings in the short span of three days after the first claims. This included two volunteer firefighters who said they saw a very lo- very large bird with large red eyes. You know, and here I go again. I'm, I come from a family of volunteer firefighters. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the most trustworthy, most honest people I know. I mean, of course, there's going to be one or two that's not, you know. Mm-hmm. But overall, if you're volunteering to put your life at stake to run into a burning house to try to save people, then 
I, I trust you. So if these people are the kinds of people who are seeing the Mothman, it gives it more credence for me. You know what I mean? Uh, Newell Partridge, a resident of Salem, West Virginia, claimed that he saw strange patterns appearing on his television screen one night, followed by a mysterious sound just outside of his home. Now, again, that that is something that you're going to see in a lot of cases, not only with the Mothman, but with alien abduction, with uh, poltergeist, mm-hmm. with, you know. And that's why I love the Mothman. Like, the Mothman is just a smorgasbord. It's a buffet. It's like the Golden Crown of <laughs> paranormal. We mm-hmm. don't go to Golden We don't Crow. go to Golden Crown. Elliot, would you like to explain why we don't go to Golden Crown um, and I'm sure it wasn't it, every Golden Corral is not like this. I just had a bad experience with one. Um, I ate at a Golden <laughs> <bad> Corral. <laughs> I ate at a Golden Corral and uh, I was hospitalized with uh, one of the most severe uh, hemorrhagic diarrhea. Hemor- <laughs> well, I didn't want to get too personal with it, but yes, I was in the hospital for a week. Yeah, week and a half with yeah, mm-hmm. and my uh, friend who was a nurse at the time who I knew very deeply and loved uh told me to my face that everything was fine and then later on said it was one of the worst cases they ever seen and they thought i might die so uh yeah i went the next day and ate there (laughs) just to prove a point can't stop won't stop (laughs) that elliot's stomach is not as strong as mine no it's just larger that's more of his intestines okay Um, either way you know We've That's just lost sponsors. so many listeners, sponsors. so many sponsors. That's a colon issue. <laughs> so many. If you are Phillips Colon Health, though, we will gladly take you on as a sponsor. Phillips <laughs> Colon Health. Sure. Have you seen that in your mamaw's uh, medicine <laughs> I have to buy it for her every time I go out. All right. <laughs> Shining a flashlight toward the direction of the noise, Partridge supposedly witnessed two red eyes resembling bicycle reflectors looking back at him. And that's when you run away. This anecdote remains a popular one in the Mothman mythos, especially since it allegedly led to the disappearance of Partridge's dog. It The dog just went with the Mothman because the Mothman is mm-hmm. nice, probably nicer than the Partridge guy. I'm not, I don't know that for sure. Yeah. If you're out there listening to any members of his family, yeah. I'm not saying he was mean. I'm just saying the dog probably liked the Mothman better and the Mothman yeah. probably I'm just needed a buddy. Just needed a buddy. Partridge was probably uh, mean. And no! No, um, we're not saying that. We're uh, not going to say that. We're going to endorse that. No, that, I think uh, it's the, more of a rally situation. And that no. Mothman is a r- part r- of r- PETA. Rallies. No, 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 you gotta no, eat. no. You got to uh, eat. And, re- <laughs> and relocated the dog to his stomach. No, that's... Oh. <laughs> no, they're friends. And they're still together to this day. Yeah. Okay. Because he doesn't... He just keeps everything he digests. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? Stay with him forever. (laughs) Dr. Robert L. Smith, an associate professor of wildlife biology at West Virginia University, dismissed the notion that a flying monster... Is that the lead singer of The Cure? Yeah. Okay. It's Friday, I'm in love. Okay. We didn't need that, but okay. Dismissed the notion that a flying monster was stalking out the town. Instead, uh, he attributed the sightings to a sandhill crane, which stands almost as tall as the average man... And has bright red flesh around its eyes. And it's super skinny. And its eyes don't glow. And it doesn't have a 10 foot wingspan. And it's almost as tall as an average man. An average man. An average man is like 5 foot 8. 5 foot 9. Something like that. It's half as tall 
as what people have reported seeing. Yeah. Uh, why, why are the smartest people always the ones, or I'm sorry, the quote-unquote smartest people always the ones who, like, point to swamp gas or, like in the Kelly Hopkinsville goblin case, oh, that's owls. Owls don't attack your farmhouse and uh, sound like metal when metal you shoot them. Shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. Uh, I don't know. Some people hypothesize that this crane was deformed. Especially That's nice. if it resided in the TNT area. A name that locals gave to a series of nearby bunkers that were once used for manufacturing munitions during World War II. It has been suggested these bunkers have leaked toxic mater- materials into the neighboring wildlife preserve, possibly affecting nearby animals. I mean, yeah, I get it, but I just don't think... Even if that's the case, you've got a deformed sandhill crane out there scaring people. I mean, can you really call it a sandhill crane at that point, or has it become the Mothman? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Especially if it's got glowing red eyes. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Another theory. Godzilla was a mutated monster. <laughs> that's all I'm. I'm just throwing it out there. Like yeah. he wasn't. Like you don't look at Godzilla and go, "Oh, that's just a lizard that was in some toxic waste." No. Well, that was nuke stuff, right? That was. Uh, it doesn't matter. No, I mean it's like the radiation. Well, uh, poison, right? I guess. Yeah, to I the think. Like, but, yeah, they um, test the nuclear bombs. You know, it. not too far away. Um, you know, just kind of. I guess we're in between uh, this place and that, but you've got. Uh, Point Pleasant, you got us, and then you've got Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Yeah, you do. Does anybody know what happened in Oak Ridge, Tennessee? Which is right over the border from Kentucky? um, I do, actually. It's a a group of men came together to make beautiful country music harmony. (laughs) But we're Um, Oak Ridge boys. They made a beautiful song called Elvira. Uh, Their heart was on fire for Elvira. Our two states touch. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Tell them what happened in Oak Ridge. One lays on stop, top of stop, the other. Stop, stop, Oak Ridge, oh go. Oh, my God. Oak Ridge was used as the site to, I guess, uh, I wouldn't say maybe enrich or uh, to extract, I guess, whatever you needed from uh, uranium. Yes. Um, uranium. To, to build atomic bombs. Yep. And that's where um, we got everything for, uh, uh, was it Fat Man and Little Boy? Yes. The And then uh, the other and subsequent ones. Um, yes. World War Two. Yep. And it was a town that was just kind of actually. I don't know if that's started where out we... of nothing and it had the largest building in the world at one point yep. um, during the war. Yeah, yep. I'll have to it's go back and do some research. I don't know if that's where the actual Fat Man and Little Boy uh, came from, or if that was just where we got the material to test them first. To make well, I think sure they no, that's where, where they where they uh, made got the material to build them. Oh yeah, that, oh yeah, that's they weren't constructed there, yeah. but that's where the material came from. Yeah, to build you're them. right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're good. Thank you. <laughs> Another theory suggests Mothman. that the creation of the Mothman was the work of one very committed prankster who went so far as to hide in the abandoned World War II munitions plant. It wasn't. Plant. The creation of the Mothman was due to Daddy Mothman and Mommy Mothman. That's mm-hmm. what happened. Okay. This theory posits that when the national press ran with the Mothman story, people who lived in Point Pleasant began to panic. Locals became convinced that they were seeing the Mothman and birds and other large animals even long after the prankster had given up on the joke. <laughs> this ain't funny anymore. <laughs> All right, I quit. I put up my jetpack and my <laughs> my yeah. two large red flashlights I wear on top of my head, and I won't, I won't prank you no more. 
they were all worried about you know the Mothman now, and they were no longer worried about all the communists, comrades, the alien. <laughs> That's a- my theory. <laughs> Beagle's theory is that the Mothman was a communist hunting force for good during uh, mm-hmm. this time period. Everybody who ever had an encounter with him uh, was him showing up, basically like a weird version of Captain America. Yes, Captain oh. Moth America. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, that needs to be a T-shirt. Somebody write that de- write that design down, Captain Moth America. Please. <laughs> it's worth noting that the Mothman trademark bears a resemblance to several demon archetypes found among demons. those who have experienced sleep paralysis. What up, demons? Uh, I experienced sleep paralysis, and I don't think that's. Uh, she does, man, and when she know. does, like I take the brunt of it. I got hit in the face with a pillow the other night. She's claimed it was sleep paralysis, but I think she just wanted to hit me with a pillow. (laughs) Which may suggest (laughs) that the visions are nothing more than the embodiment of typical human fears, pulled from the depths of the unconscious and grafted onto real-life animal sightings when people panic. And then there are the paranormal explanations. Oh, I'm sorry that I am Mm -mm, boring you. Not you, you, not you. Sorry. And then there are the paranormal explanations. A morass of complicated theories that weave together aliens, UFOs, and precognition. I call that the skinwalker theory, where everything... Everything's woven together. Everything's woven together. These theories paint the the Mothman as either a harbinger of doom, or more sinisterly, its cause. A legend that has its roots in the tragedy that befell Point Pleasant shortly after the Mothman arrived. On December 15, 1967, just over a year after the first Mothman sighting, traffic was bad on the Silver Bridge. Originally built in 1928 to connect Point Pleasant, West Virginia, to, uh, we say, uh, Gallipolis, which some people might look, look at this and say it says Gallipolis. Gallipolis. <laughs> I call it that place. We sh- we when we were younger we used to share a uh, news affiliate station. And yes, W S A Z and W O W K. Yeah, um, to Gallup Police, Ohio. Yep. The bridge was packed with cars. This placed a strain on the bridge, which had been built in a time when cars were lighter. The Model T had weighed just uh, about fifteen hundred pounds, a modest sum compared to the nineteen sixty seven average for a car at four thousand pounds. You bridge. know what is scarier to me than the Mothman legend when it comes to that part of the state? What? Gold, goldie, auto, gold, goldie. That stays Don't in my you head. Ever sing that to me again? That ever, that, that's all that was ever played during the morning. That on reminds that me of having to wake channel. up. Yes. Oh my god! That Tudor's Biscuit World. Yes, Tudor. I'm not going to say a bad thing about Tudor's Biscuit World. Tudor's, if you need somebody <laughs> to promote you, we're here for you, baby. Absolutely. We love those biscuit. Oh, those little taters and the big taters. Oh my gosh, we got you. We got you, Tudor's. Hey, it's your birthday. Gonna have a good time. That also played in the morning. That was. Oh man. So many Camping ladies. Oh my god! Woo. That took me back. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> it's uh, the vivid best memory of the class this year. Do, 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 oh, do, do, do. No. Yeah, vivid memory of seeing that, then being like kind of bored, waiting on the bus, switched over, and uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, on MTV had just released Californication. Oh, such a good. And was sitting there blown away mm-hmm. by that music video. Oh, that whole album was good, but everything about it. You just like video games here, so. Uh, 
the bridge's engine. Okay, back mama, to the mama, actual very sad, terrible yeah. thing. Go on. Oh yeah, like, this is this, this is, is the a very sad part, part guys. And we yeah. we are not <laughs> making fun of this part. We you know this is this is horrible. The bridge's engineers hadn't been uh, particularly imaginative, nor had they been especially cautious by creating this structure. The bridge's design featured very little redundancy, meaning that in, if one part failed, there was almost nothing in place to prevent other parts from failing as well. And on that cold December day, that was exactly what happened. Without warning, a single eye bar near the top of the bridge on the Ohio side cracked. The chain snapped, and the bridge, its careful equilibrium disturbed, fell to pieces, plunging cars and pedestrians into the icy water of the Ohio River below. So there is a um, there is a story out there where um, there was not. I mean, there were the eyewitnesses' account talk about cars, but then floating on the water were wrapped Christmas presents because people had mm-hmm, been shopping. It was so close to and it was so close to Christmas. Christmas yeah. And uh, I mean, that just forty six people that close to Christmas in one area in what is just. I mean. Another huge tragedy, I think, lends more credence to your curse, you know, theory, especially yeah. when you take in everything else that happened, all the mass we'll, casualty events that have happened. We'll in that discuss area. The, the history of maybe the curse nature of the region. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next week. Next week. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. We also have a couple surprises next week, so um, hopefully it won't be as. Even though, I mean, we try to keep things lighthearted when you talk about forty-six people losing their life. You know, on a bridge that close to Christmas, it's hard to stay lighthearted. Um, but you know, it's just a crazy, sad time. Um, so yeah, this case, like I said, I call it the Skinwalker Ranch of paranormal cases. Everything is involved. You've got uh, Native American curses. You have uh, government agencies, shadowy government agencies that we'll talk about later that show mm-hmm. up. Uh, you've got ghosts, you've got cryptids, and uh, you have aliens. And in our very next section, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about a guy named Indrid Cold and what exactly he did in West Virginia. In Cold as ice. Cold as ice. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But guys, you're listening to the Spooky Family Podcast. We'll be right back. Are you troubled by strange noises in the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up the phone and call the professionals. 276-299-1681. You can call, text, leave a message. We'll make sure we get back to you. If you want to email me, Elliot at SpookyFamilyPodcast.com. We're ready to believe you. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Louie. 
new intro. New, new commercial music. Yeah, new, I like them. New spooky. I like them. They're kind of spooky. I'll tell you what hasn't changed, though. What hasn't changed, yeah. Beagle? That's that number to give a call to. Oh, what's that number? 276-299-1681. That's right. You can call us there, leave your uh, voicemails, text. Just give us a call. We, If we're around, we'll answer it. It's yeah, awesome. We'll answer I'll talk to you. He will. He'll talk to you a lot. I will talk to anybody. He talks to everybody. He that was a problem when we were little. It wasn't. It's a problem yeah. now. Yeah. Like we lost him at the Comic Con. He wasn't even supposed to be a vendor at the Comic Con. He would. He just went and then he sat down and started talking to people and they someone came up and kind of like what I thought, like Hawaii. You know when they put the yeah. Oh, LA. LA? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just did you uh, get laid at the Comic Con? Yeah. Wow. They, That's like every nerd's dream. Yeah, Goose turned to me and just laid Goose from right there. Bubble gum? Oh, really? Wow. I'm, well, in the middle yeah. of the convention. That sounds yeah. right. And that he said, right. now you're a vendor. And I was like, thanks. I didn't think it was going Beagle, down like this. Beagle, you're like, a real you're boy a now. <laughs> Yay. It was awesome. So listen, guys, uh, you can email us your stories. We're, you know, we're wanting to hear your stories. We're wanting to hear from you. You can email me at Elliot at SpookyFamilyPodcast.com. Gertie at SpookyFamilyPodcast.com. And Beagle at SpookyFamilyPodcast.com. Email us all. Email anybody you want. Gertie's very nice. She reads stuff and writes people back. I'm very busy. I read stuff and I try to remember <laughs> to write people back. Beagle has yet to if check his email a, the entire time he's had it. Spook, I will try to read it. Pal. If you need a spooky pen pal. I will do it because I'm a lonely person. Oh, It's oh, true though. Wow. It is true. Uh, I, I don't have a lot of friends anymore since I moved jobs. Yeah, it's sad. And her <laughs> old friends, we found out, they don't know who she is anymore. It's like oh, they forgot lies. her. Lies. Lies. I am lying. It's a joke. <laughs> but anyway. I don't get to see them as much anymore. This that's true. Me sad, but. but now let's get back to some Mothman stuff. Mm-hmm. And like I said, in the last section... There was a the great, I don't want to say character in case he's like, you know, yeah. out there and real and listening, but there is a, a great uh, person introduced during person? John... A great entity. 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 Introduced. Entity. There you go. Yeah. That's good. And I got this information from the Mothman Wiki. Uh, there's a lot more in John Kill's book, and actually there's a lot more in a couple books that yeah, we're going to be talking girls. about in depth next week. Yeah. But uh, let's talk about uh, Indrid Cole. This is an introduction to Indrid Cole. Yeah, yeah, is. This man. This entity. This entity. He, he, when, it, when we talk about the Mothman, like <laughs> and we talk about this entity, Indrid yes. Cole, yes. we just want to let everybody know, this is kind of like peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter, jelly time. They go together. Don't do that again. Very well. Why? Very, very well. Okay, let me explain something real quick, though. So John Kill puts them together. Uh, Indrid Cold is also mentioned in the movie, the Hollywood production of The Mothman Prophecies. Yes. And Which I revisited part of today and didn't realize that I was petrified of the Indrid Cold voice on the telephone. Yeah, it's a very... Yeah, Richard, Richard Adam is the yeah. uh, screenwriter for that. Yeah. Um, by the way, real quick shout out. We, we don't want to... You know, we, we're always promoting other... Um, podcast and if you're out there listening there's a great podcast called astonishing legends oh yes astonishing Mm -hmm. legends with uh, scott and phil let me tell you something their mothman series they have a five-part mothman series where they go in super deep detail informative thing i think yes it's excellent excellent podcast please go out there and check that out um 
you know, a lot of my opinion about Injury Cold and uh, was formed, was by, formed that, by, that, yeah. by that podcast. Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie because it's an excellent podcast. But um, let's get into it real quick. Everybody good? Everybody yeah. good? Oh yeah. All right. So Injury Cold. Break, bathroom break. Bathroom break. Bathroom bathroom break. break. No. Okay. Food. Food. So <laughs> we already ate the food. So, Andrew, yeah, we were very sluggish in the opening part of this podcast. We ate food, though. We and had now, been at work all day, and then yeah. we had a large uh, takeout uh, <laughs> dinner. We're hoping to, uh, we're hoping that we're okay That represented now. the last of the petty cash. <laughs> it did represent the last <laughs> yeah. of the petty cash. Okay. So, Andrew, and by the way, more Ghostbusters news, but we'll talk about <laughs> that next week. Okay. Uh, or the week after. I don't know. We're so busy. Uh, Andrew Cold. So, Woodrow Derenberger was a typical Appalachian man and a salesman for a sewing machine company who lived in Mineral Wells, West Virginia. On Wednesday, November 2nd, 1966, at about 7.30 p.m., while he was returning from Marietta, Ohio, to his home, he had a strange experience. He was driving in his red panel truck on Route 77 in Parkersburg, West Virginia. He claimed that he saw a flying metallic cigar-shaped craft. The ship traveled right by his truck and blocked the roadway ahead and gradually made him slow down to a stop onto the side of the road. Now, first of all, living in eastern Kentucky, if anything tries to force me off the road, I'm going to be scared to death. You know, mm-hmm. car, ship, big elk, Mothman. moose. Mothman. Mothman. Any of these things try to push Heron. me off the road, number one, I'm not <laughs> going to stop. Number two, I'm scared to death. And, you know, that's... But Woody Derenberger was not scared. Let's let's go into it. Mr. Derenberger also described the vehicle that did this to him as resembling a kerosene lamp chimney. The aircraft was hovering about 12 inches off the road. A door opened on the craft and a being exited the ship and the door shut with a loud thunk behind him. Later, the vehicle climbed about 50 feet into the air above the highway. The being walked right up to Mr. Derenberger's truck window. Now, Mr. Derenberger described the being as looking like any ordinary man off the street. Six foot tall, about 35 years of age, olive complexion, dark brown hair, and wearing a glossy metallic dark blue coat. The man spoke to Mr. Derenberger telepathically. His mouth did not move. Instead, he had a fixed smile on his face. The man looked into the truck's window and said, without physically speaking, something along the lines of, roll down your window, I want to talk to you. During their communication, the man called himself Cold. He told Mr. Derenberger that which he Which is meant, deeply unsettling. Which is deeply, deeply just unsettling. Just to me, just to me. <laughs> I mean, any time that you introduce yourself as one name or your last name only, it's... it's you're, well, you're, let alone that, yeah. just yeah. Cold. Madonna. <laughs> exactly. Like, when I think of scary... Don't talk about Cher that way. When I think of scary uh, supernatural beings, I think of Madonna and Cher. Those are the scariest... Do not do mm-hmm. that. But see, Cher has the ability to turn back time. It's time. 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 <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is the Spooky Family Podcast Cher impersonation. Trademarked. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I will say this. Um, you know, uh, if we are to believe this is, you know, Andrew Cold is a extraterrestrial. Correct. Um, this is what they... Assumed after I'm assuming after many many different abductions probably or just viewing us what they thought we a normal person would be look like mm-hmm. and interact look like they nailed how we looked 
Okay, let me make something to really, a point, though. Let, let me make probably, something. He'll let, probably continue with that. Yeah, let me make something real clear for the listeners out there. And this is in no way a bad thing. So Gertie and I like to do a lot of research into topics. We listen to stuff, we read stuff, but we like to have Beagle not really research into things so we can yeah. spring stuff on him and get his opinion about stuff. So um, one of the things that, that a lot of people talk about in injury cold in these kinds of cases is the fact that they usually look like they're wearing clothes, but just mm-hmm. maybe from the wrong time period. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be it futuristic a, looking. You know a metallic dark blue coat. Yeah. Right. So in the, in like in the 60s, you're not seeing a lot of metallic you know Do you know what this reminds me of? What? And you're going to think I'm crazy. We all think you're crazy, okay. but that's why we love I'm you. I'm going to preface that with you think I'm crazy. Okay. Uh, the missing 411 people that end up in the different clothes. Yeah. It's, it really is something like that when you think. It like, just kind of it just strikes me. I don't know. Um, it probably means nothing. Yeah. But in my brain, in my strange muddled, muddled brain. <laughs> no, I mean, I can kind of see it because, like, you know. Clothes, probably clothes are, I would say, are odd to them. Uh, in but, general, maybe they don't they don't have any use for clothes other than just to make us feel comfortable, which I think right. has a lot to do with their uh, appearance of, uh, seem to be Mr. Cold. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, which he was told, I guess, you know, to make contact. All right, now what, what do we know? Okay, a smile probably is a good way to... Right, um, but you know, maybe cause someone at ease and let you know that you're mostly friendly. But they don't understand that if you smile too much, that it is a, it's off, it's off putting. It's right, it's it, strange. It gets to be crazy. So it doesn't really mention this in this. I, I've actually read a little bit of Woody uh, Derenberger's book, mm-hmm. and and actually his daughter Tanya Derenberger's book, and it it goes into a little bit more detail about uh, this encounter. Now, one of the cool things that it doesn't talk about, and, and you know, it, it doesn't really talk about it later in the article, so I'll bring it up now, is the fact that not only was he smiling with this huge smile across his face, but his arms were crossed with his hands kind of up. And I just hit the microphone stand if anybody heard that. <laughs> but with his hands tucked up underneath his armpits, kind of like um, Astonishing Legends, they make the uh, the... It equals to like yes, like the lady from Saturday Night Live, the superstar, you know? <laughs> Mary Catherine yeah. Gallagher. Um, yeah, Mary Catherine Gallagher. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of a, uh, um, the um, I'm sure uh, Gertie would know the movie, um, but I think it was the one the movie from the '80s about the witch, and her friend wanted to date the guy, and they came up on it, and they were having a rap battle. That's Teen Witch. Talk that. Teen Witch. Top and top that. that. And at the yeah. end, he, he's like, and top that. Yeah, and he crosses and he his crosses arms, his arms like, like, a, like, like a B-boy stance. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, that's how I imagine what? it. With, yeah, it seems yeah, yeah. nonchalant. Like, look at, you know, it, look it, at me. It, it should be nonchalant that it, you yeah. know, you, 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 can't, like, you shouldn't maybe have a weapon if your hands, if right. you can actually see your hands, like, you know. Yeah, that's that's yeah. very, in a, in to, I, I'm assuming to somebody who didn't way. really understand a lot of, <laughs> right. that would be very disarming also, would be like, well, he's he's not holding anything, he's not, it's not no defensive, and, we're and talking, it's not offensive. We're talking so November, probably... November the 2nd, 1966. So super cold. So super cold outside. If you live in yeah. this area, you know that November can't, I mean, it, anymore it can be super hot or super I cold. I believe it was raining at the time, too. It there depends was rain. On, on what, there was rain. Uh, if, if it's how much of a detailed description of yep. what happened. Um, and here's some time, things that he said too. that is not involved in it. Like, it Drizzling. doesn't mention this in the article, yeah. but he asked him, um, 
where the closest uh, he, he saw like the city in the distance and he like asked Parkersburg yeah he asked Mr. Yeah. Derenberger he said what is that and he said well that's a city that's where people live and he said on his world they call that a gathering that is not a city but a gathering and uh, another thing he said was he asked him what he did and he said I'm a searcher Okay. So, in my mind, the, you know, all of this happens right before the Mothman shows up. Mm. What is Mr. Cold searching for? Like, in my mind, I equate that to the Mothman is either something that's not supposed to be there mm-hmm. or something that's been lost, and now he is searching. I go back to the Paintsful UFO train crash. Mm-hmm. that Cleveland. That, Gleek Glorp, yes. That um, <laughs> here to chew bubble gum, and you know we've cut, we've talked about it a little bit, so and you yeah. know all that stuff. And they had spotlights looking in the river. You know, by that you mean the craft, the craft, the, the, the yeah. UFO, the unidentified craft. supposedly had that. Yeah. So were they searching, and what were they searching for? And is mm-hmm. that what aliens are doing here? Are they looking for things that maybe broke into our dimension, or came from someplace else, or things that they lost? That also would track a lot because of. Say because of injured colds, kind of strange mannerisms. It was just what he thought to be a very decent way to try to ease himself onto somebody. Like, hey, Which this maybe, is me. Maybe I know you just watched something that yeah blew your mind. Sorry, sir. Blew yeah. you completely <laughs> away. But you know, hey, I'm cool. I'm well, maybe hip. maybe in the echelon of uh, <laughs> of of. Uh, Aliens that that can make contact with us, maybe he's considered um, on the upper echelon um, to where he's more fit to interact with us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like correct. That. And like I don't know, I, I, I've read this story like three times, but I cannot remember if they talk about it. But there are other people on the ship yeah. because when he goes to get back in the ship, there's a hand that comes out and helps Andrew Cold up into the ship. Back into. And then later on in Mr. Darenberger's book. Yeah, in, in Mr. Derenberger's book, um, he actually tells you about the other people that's on the ship. Mm-hmm. So, And we'll, hopefully we'll talk a little okay. bit about that next well, week. Um, just to go back really quick yeah. about why it actually tracked with the Paintsville. Yes. It's because if if we remember with the Paintsville incident, um, supposedly the electronics and everything were disabled on the, on the train. Yes. Which to probably someone who, from the surface... Or not knowing about trains, even just a normal human being, if I'd be like, oh, if you stop that, well, that train's going to stop. Right. Trains take over a mile. Yeah. No, yeah. Because of their momentum. The yeah. Yeah. You're right. That's something that not a normal... Not somebody who's not from here would understand. Would understand that. Yeah. It's a particular thing that you might not It's a weird that. little, like, <laughs> nuanced thing. And here yeah. I go back to my theory, but this is all happening in Parker's, Parkersburg, West Virginia, which is right across from... a rail from, hub, isn't it, too? From Ashland, Ashland Kentucky. Ashland is where that was And the train in the Paintsville UFO crash was coming from Ashland, Kentucky. Had just left from there. You know, and I mean, yeah, it's a couple decades apart from each other. At least at least yeah. two decades apart. But still, what's going on, you know, in that general direction, in the Animal Kingdom <laughs> section of... I would of like the, to see a, um, a map of uh, railroads that we have... Mm-hmm. Uh, over top of maybe our cave system. Yeah, I mean it's it's very interesting. Uh, I might think, think of them almost like tuning forks. It's possible above. 
Might be ley lines. I like, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I'd like to see some ley lines and see where those Just keep up. seeing if we can find some sort of correlation yeah. between all of it. Yeah. And just like we always do, uh, we're completely off the articles. Oh, yeah. We're, we're gone. Yeah. Let me get back to that real quick. But uh, Indrid Cold <laughs> and Mr. Derenberger's conversation lasted about 10 minutes. Cold told him, we eat, we breathe, we sleep, we bleed, even as you do. Before returning to his flying craft, he said, we will see you again. Now, um, in... Like, if you've ever watched the Mothman Prophecies, one of the things Astonishing Legends does is make sure that you understand uh, there is a line in that movie that we'll see you in time. or, or mm-hmm. But that was actually said later by a different person on the ship. Which is mm-hmm. relative. Which is relative, if you think if you go back to our theory on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Darren Berger later reported this event to the police. And he was told, he was told, according to the books, the Darren Berger books, he was told to tell people about this. Tell them, tell people about me. Mm-hmm. You know, get it out there. I'm not here to hurt anybody or harm anybody. Yeah. You know, let them know. You uh, can also listen to, uh, did, was it uh, the local um, news station that he gave an interview to? Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that I think right you can now. find that on YouTube, you actually. Can, can, you yeah. can find the entire and you can, interview. You guys can listen to that yourselves. And, yes. And, and, yeah. and it happened one day after this. So it wasn't mm-hmm. something Very like he had time to mind. make it up, you know. Uh, Mr. Derenberger's story gained traction in the media, gaining news coverage and attention after the Parkersburg police were convinced of his story. Uh, a representative of the Air Force even contacted him soon after his accounts were documented. On November 3rd, 1966, again one day later, mm-hmm. during this media storm, he went on live TV in Parkersburg, West Virginia. I believe it was WAVE Wave. Oh, okay. I don't think that was uh, around I don't... when we were... It's still Show it's still a oh, it's channel, still, okay. but we I don't. Didn't get it yeah. in our neck of the it's it's a more Ohio <laughs> yes. channel okay. or more up that direction, I think. Later, he was interviewed by the state police, the Wood County Airport, the city police, and representatives from the Dayton, Ohio Air Force Base. After the interview aired, an older man claimed that he too saw a figure matching the description of Indrid Cold on Route 77, trying to flag him down, but he was too afraid to stop. Derenberger's conversation with Cold could be corroborated. Other people claimed to see lights and fluttering vehicles at the same instant on the road. Oh, wow. Um, there were several witnesses that reported seeing Mr. Derenberger stopped on the highway talking to a man, and some even saw the flying craft parked on the road. Reports poured in of strange lights in the sky and beams, all at the same time, at the same place, on Highway I-77 on that night of November 2nd, 1966. It was big news in the area. For almost three weeks, the Parkersburg News chronicled Derenberger's story and a number of forthcoming witnesses, many of whom asked to remain anonymous or have their names withheld. Now, this is when John Keel enters the situation. Enters, enters the, the situation. situation. Uh, John Keel, John Keel, who, by the <laughs> way, is one of my favorite, favorite authors. John Keel talked with Mr. Derenberger and conducted his own interview and investigation. Gray Barker, a science fiction writer from Braxton County, West Virginia, also talked with Mr. Derenberger. Um, over the course of the month that followed, Derenberger claimed that he was visited by in, visited by... Ugh, there's a fly in my face. Did y'all see that? He got me. <laughs> it's a gnat. You're fine. It was a gnat. I'm sorry. Derenberger <laughs> claimed that he was visited by Indrid Cold many times and that he even took him on a spaceship to his planet named Lanulos. Indrid Cold would also appear at Woodrow's front door. His wife and children even knew that this Indrid Cold was paying him visits, and they even eventually came forward saying they too had saw Indrid Cold and other strange beings. Uh, 
Mr. Derenberger's wife was terrified and stated that these beings were much like us, traveled in everyday cars, dressed in everyday clothes, but were not human in origin. There was even one time where Mr. Derenberger disappeared for six months and oh said that gosh. he was actually with Indrid Colt. He would also receive mental messages from his long-distance friend. They would come suddenly and leave piercing migraine headaches. Mm. So, you know, and here's the other thing. If, like, this dude, like, it's easy to sit back today and say that Mr. Derenberger is making all this up. Because mm-hmm. we weren't there, we didn't see anything, and it sounds far-fetched. But, this did not bring fame, this did not bring fortune to Mr. Derenberger or his family. This brought ridicule, this brought, you know, people making fun of them, people calling them liars. So, really, nothing was gained from this, you know. Um... His residents would often receive strange, unknown phone calls. Sometimes they were threats to stop speaking about his experience. Other times they were odd beeps hmm. and electronic hums. Sometimes it was just silence. Um, you think that's more, is that government? Of the government? The U.S. government? Or, or could or it be a secret, shadowy cabal or organization <laughs> that we'll talk about in the next segment? The family changed their number to an unlisted one, but somehow the calls continued. His story gained such media attention that locals would flock to his house all hours of the day and night and wait in crowds in his driveway to try to catch a glimpse of his friend, Indrid Cold. Bogle Ridge is another location associated with this story. I haven't either. That's a first for me. Mr. Derenberger claimed to go there to meet with Indrid Cold and go on rides into outer space. Some locals claim to actually have seen spaceships land and take off from there. On one occasion, two men armed with loaded rifles were hiding in the woods uh, by Mr. Derenberger's property. Oh, my God. Yeah. They observed a black Volkswagen enter his front yard. And remember that, a black Volkswagen. That's important for later on. Like a beetle? Yeah, like a beetle. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I just assumed that was probably the the Like like John Paul, George, or Ringo. Uh My jokes are falling flat tonight. Which is, you know, usually what happens with my jokes. They observed a black Volkswagen enter his front yard. A peculiar man dressed all in black suit with a tan skin exited and talked with Mr. Derenberger before leaving. The hunters were disappointed. They waited even longer, wanting to see something truly terrifying. But maybe they already had. Mr. Derenberger hadn't heard of the men in black, but after this visit, he was extremely frightened by them. So, very okay. important for later. Uh, Mr. Derenberger also eventually decided to seek medical attention and the opinion of a Parkersburg psychiatrist. He not only left with a clean bill of health and absolutely no evidence of a chemical imbalance or disruption, but his very doctor had an encounter soon after their meeting, when he was contacted in December by a most peculiar man. The man's name? Indrid Cold. He didn't reach out by phone, but telepathically. Now, like we said, there are other books out there... um, Woodrow Derenberger later related his stories to an author. In 1971, they published a book titled Visitors from Lanulos. So that's actually before Mothman Prophecies came out. Yes, it was before Mothman Prophecies came out. 75 was when? I think so. 75, 76, maybe something like that. And then his daughter, Tanya Derenberger, actually wrote one called uh, Beyond Lanulos. Okay. And uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about those next week. So uh, tune in for that. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is the story of Indrid Cold. And... uh, I'm telling you, th- this is what I love about Mothman. 
because this like happened Skinwalker Ranch. It's exactly it's like everything. It's a little bit of everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like you don't like ghosts. Okay, here's um here's a cryptid. Oh, you're not in with cryptids. Here's some UFOs. Oh, you're not a big fan of UFOs. Here's some government conspiracy. Yeah. You know, it's got a little it's got a little bit of everything, and I just it, it's absolutely one of my favorites altogether. And it inspired one of the best songs I've ever heard in my life. So, uh, Mothman, oh Mothman, I love that. It's been in my head all day long. Um, we're gonna get ready and go to another break, but when we get back, we are gonna look at right. another right. one right. of my right. favorite right. Right. topics: the men in black. They're in black, 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 black. <laughs> and I'm not talking about Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones or Chris Hemsworth and that other person. I've not even watched that one. Well, kind of. Maybe. Recorded from a secret location in the city that moves mountains. Greetings. We come in peace. Hello, everyone. I'm Goose. And I'm Cronkite. We want to invite everyone to listen to our show. You can hear Here to Chew Bubblegum on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many other platforms. We talk about UFOs, time travel, other dimensions, paranormal, and other strange topics. Be sure to tune in to Here to Chew Bubblegum. Check out our website for more information, heretochewbubblegum.com. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. What I want. Oh my god. Back, back, that back. bass is a little bit heavy. It's a beat drop. <laughs> I'm at the beat drop. So that's where we're at. That's yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. Um, and if you want to be where we're at, contact us by email Elliot at spookyfamilypodcast.com. Gertie at spookyfamilypodcast.com. And Beagle at SpookyFamilyPodcast.com. Yeah, that's our mailing addresses, email-wise. But not only that. Our mailing Please addresses. call us. Text us at 276-299-1681. Say it again. 276-299-1681. Say it one more time. Uh, 276-299-1681. That's it. Text us. Call us. Do what phones do. Leave us a voicemail. Anything. It, not any. Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, At this point. We need it. We need everything. We need everything. All right. So we've talked <laughs> about the Mothman. We've introduced him. We have. Good guy. Good guy. Great guy. Great guy. We've talked about Andrew Cold. Another. Another good another guy. Another good guy. Seems to be hero a good guy. Mine. Yeah. Yes. Hero of mine. And, and Woodrow Derenberger. Great. Great Seems person. like a fine feller. Yeah. Fine feller. Gave us the information <laughs> we needed. Now let's talk about who I consider the villains the of villains the story. The villains of the story. Yes, absolutely. And the old Beekster's going to take this one. The Beekster. 
And this is The Men in Black, or MIB. Um, MIB what? MIB damn villains. <laughs> sorry. Everybody, we're sorry. Please we're sorry talk. You that. know, we in one of the emails we did get from a listener, they were like, why doesn't Gertie talk as much? And we were like, probably because Beagle and I are, like, rude. That's yeah. not, I mean, I mean that's loud and rude. I but usually just stare at you in abject horror. You really do. Like, you, mm-hmm. like if this was a video podcast, you would see the most disapproving looks from Gertie all the time at yeah. myself and at Beagle. They would add a lot, too, um, if we did have some sort of visual... Uh, I have a face are, made for radio, so that's never going to happen. Yeah, I'm just saying that. You know, I, hit the, I hit the thing again. As, as you're giving me the injured ah, cold. Was, yeah, <laughs> and top that. Top that. Um, All right, Men right. in Black. <laughs> so, uh, the Men in Black are mysterious strangers that reportedly attempt, attempt to threaten witnesses and reporters of strange occurrences, such as the Mothman, into silence. Some are reported as having dark features and Eastern European look. Okay. Expressionless faces and strange eyes, sometimes covered by dark sunglasses. Their movements often appear to be inhuman in nature. So, like, you can kind of imagine, like, those stop frames, stop, you know, uh, like, almost claymation-like movements. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, thank you. Like, the, you know, jerky. Oh, you know what that makes me think of? What? Remember uh, House on Haunted Hill, the remake? No. You don't know what I'm talking about? No. It had um, Famke Jensen in it. and Oh, uh, Owen Wilson. No. No, that's The Haunting. No, never mind. The Haunting on I Hill. I, I house or something. Wait. This is House on Haunted Hill. It's different. Oh. It was an insane asylum, and then the doctor that comes back and attacks all the people that are staying in the house, and he moves all jerky like that when they catch him. Thirteen ghosts. No. Of Scooby Doo. That's Tony Shalhoub. No. Okay. Tony Shalhoub's the guy from Wings. Yeah, he's the monk. And he's also in Men in Black. He was the guy whose head gets blown off in the pawn shop. Mm-hmm. Oh god! And then he, he grows is. it back. Yeah, awesome. Okay. We did. Okay. You did it. I did it. I brought us back. You brought us back. <laughs> yes. Sorry. That pra- was that was impressive. I've been practicing. It's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon or something up in here. I've been trying to get us there, but we got it. Wow. Okay. Gertie and I just switched places. Did you notice that? Yeah. She took us away. I brought us back. And you brought us back. Okay. Well, they usually traveled in groups of two or three, and had knack for knowing things about the witnesses that they taunted, um, things that only the witnesses would know. Uh, There were even reports of them being masters of illusion by way of being able to make themselves appear and disappear without a trace. I imagine them all like a little bit of smoke, you know. the Batman (laughs) smoke bombs. And then you could see them both running. (laughs) And they're like, run, fast as you can. As they scuttled. They sound robotic. They scuttled. Maybe they're the Mothman in a suit. Yeah. That would be awesome. But that would make him the villain. No, then it's not true. Okay. Not true. Um, Masters of Illusion. We can't forget that. <laughs> uh, some have reported them carrying sophisticated gadgets, and one woman claimed that the MIB erased part of her memory. That's where they get that from the movie. Mm-hmm. So, you the know. neuralizer. Yeah. 
Um, some MIB are even reported to dress in Air Force or military uniforms, but always with something just a bit wrong, um, such as the insignia behind uh, being in the wrong place, wearing the wrong shoes, or driving a car that is not standard for a military officer. They just pull up in a Mazda Miata. They're really, really wanting that. Uh, El Camino. Awesome. Really wanting that veteran discount. Yeah, it's stolen valor is what it is. But uh, here's the fun part about this. It goes back to what we were saying about Andrew Cold. And if he is an alien and he's just trying his best to fit in. These guys are trying their best, but it's not. These guys are trying really their best. It gives off of kind of the like, listen, go down there. Make sure none of this gets out. Maybe like even another faction of other aliens, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's very good. But they're like, we don't really care how you do it. Some people do, I think, think that that's actually what it is. That they're the more malevolent ones, right? Grays, maybe. That they're trying to, they're trying to keep the others in check. Yeah. Um, maybe saying that we're not ready to maybe uh, us talk to or, you know, in order yeah. for us to completely have that blown out of and then there's the whole theory about, and I hate that we're jumping to theories, but I mean it's important that we do. Like you know, it's important it's we get fun our theories to spit out there. Ball when we're um, <laughs> there's the uh, X Files episode. I cannot remember what the X Files episode is called, but um, not the incest Jose people. Chung. No, it's the. That's the scariest one. The scariest Jose, one. It is the scariest one. Um, that never ran again after it ran that first time on television. Yeah, they never really showed it. Constantly again. runs in my mind. <laughs> it's always there. Um, Beagle's always thinking about it. Incest. Um, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Beagle's sister. That's someone, an awesome thing to bring up. Someone bring it back. Yeah, well, I'll bring it back right now. Uh, but the there are two men in black in that episode, and one of them is played by Alex Trebek, hey, cool. and the other is played by Aww, Jesse Ventura. Oh, that's the and the, re- and the reason they look like that, and they, they on the show they make a point to say, aren't you Alex Trebek and Jesse Ventura? And they're like, no, we're, we're not... You I know, said that's Jesse Ventura the Yeah, so I was trying, but it didn't come out well. But um, so, both our so, names are Dan. Yeah, so what it is <laughs> is that the reason they they have that and that's a plot point is that they're saying that they have manipulated themselves purposely to look purposefully to look like Alex Trebek and, and Jesse Ventura. That way, if anybody says, "Oh my God, I was visited by government agents last night." Mm-hmm. And they they threatened me and oh really we'll describe them well one of them was <laughs> identical to Alex Trebek and the other one was J.C. Ventura and they'd be like all right this person's an absolute yeah. lunatic yeah we're getting so ready to is that what they're doing here off. is you know like yeah they're <clears throat> I mean uh, uh which we're getting ready to go into it uh really a little ahead here um just of how um something gets lost in translation I guess when they get orders to come down um. Uh, Miss Ralph Butler um, of uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Owatonna, Owatonna, Minnesota said an officer visited her um, in May of 1967. He went by the name of Richard French. Can't trust the Richards. No, no. Uh, he was five point nine feet tall. I don't know why they wanted to be that specific. Uh, had an olive complexion, dark long hair, and a pointed face. I'm imagining Severus Snape there from Harry Potter. Yeah, just immediately. Uh, his clothing appeared to be brand new. Even the soles of his shoes were clean and unscuffed. 
when uh, Mrs. Butler offered him some Jello, he tried to drink the Jello and acted as if he had never seen it before. How dare you present me with Jello? Well, I mean, it's yeah, it's the '60s. That was the height of culinary endeavors. <laughs> I think also, it's the height of culinary you know endeavors what? today. What's, what's wrong with Miss? Yeah, who gives Jello to a, a person? very thoughtful person? Plot twist: she's the man. She. <laughs> they didn't know they were talking to each other. It was. Is there is there such thing as banana flavored Jello? Because that's the only way it would get worse for me. Is if it was banana flavored. Yeah, jello. I think that there is. There's one hundred percent. Oh, that's horrible. If you know if there's a banana flavored Jello, please please write mm-hmm. in. Tell us your story. How right. you were traumatized by banana flavored Jello? <laughs> Give us the recipe and I'll eat it. Oh, he straight will. up, I hiss an hour on this. He straight up will. Uh, the men of black are said to have had strange eating behaviors. Uh, well, I wonder. Um, witnesses say they didn't know how to use a knife and a fork. I mean, okay, and that a waitress had to come over and show the man to cut his steak. They they didn't chew their food. They just kind of swallowed it. Many thought of them as mysterious beings of unknown origin, poorly pretending to be human. Which goes to the fact that if they are inside diners eating, which they don't have to do, that's all for show, and they're well, failing it at depends, it. So they suck at Andrew, that. Andrew Cole told Woody Derenberger... I eat, I sleep. Yeah, he did. He He, he said we eat, we sleep, we breathe, we bleed. Yeah. Okay, Um, so if, if, what if one of these choked? Yeah, I mean. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if they did? But then uh, you you go back to, well, it's all a show. Well, maybe it was all a show. Maybe, maybe the person that they're trying to intimidate or the person that they're going to see later is sitting in that diner and you don't know that. You know what I mean? Like, that waitress probably was just an innocent bystander that mm-hmm. was like oh this guy's gonna die in my you know booth and i'm not gonna get any more tips the rest of the day yeah. because or, we're gonna have to shut this booth down and that's what's going on or she goes to the dead drop location and she tells <laughs> all about the, the comrades she is the woman in black she said but actually red there is other comrades here i'm sure of she's black widow <laughs> pretty good movie it was a good movie. I, I enjoyed it um, to continue on with these men in black, which with their strange eating habits. Yeah, now a lot of these next stories are taken straight from the Mothman Wiki, and I didn't mm-hmm. even know there was a Mothman Wiki until today, but there is. Oh, that sounds awesome. uh, which and, uh, we don't have the internet, so we're going off our internet and our minds. Why yeah. don't you, when we do get internet back here in the manor, right uh, you... we're back. We're back. Oh, okay. Would you add that, maybe a link to that? To our from our website, too. I will. Uh, I will cool. update the website before this. I hope uh, I say that in the last episode that I put on there was episode one. We're now on episode what seven, Six, seven. seven. And uh, I've We've not been updated since episode one, but um, I really need somebody to run the internet side of this because I'm really, I'm really torn for time. Mm-hmm. We need to find some of our spooky underlings and see if they'll help us with that. Yeah, anyway, go on. Men in Black. Chris is afraid of the computer. Chris is afraid of his own shadow. Yeah. So he is the shadow. He is the shadow. He is the shadow. So the computer comes on. I hate him with a passion. Demon. (laughs) I don't know what that sound was going. Go ahead. But um, so um, the Men in Black and the Mothman. So here we go. We finally yes, they're together now. 
It's like the Snallygaster and the Dwayo. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they're constantly in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it's a fight to the finish. A um, battle to the death. The only one that's standing is the last one left. Unknown Shout out Froggy per- Fresh. Yep. Unknown persons were reported to frequent the small town of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, usually dressed from head to toe in black suits. White shirts, black ties, black shoes, which all appear to be perfect in appearance, but yet completely out of style for the time of 1966 and 67. You know what the difference is between them and us? Mm. They make that look good. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, well, <sighs> Come on. Black. Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. They are said to have asked people <laughs> questions about the Mothman and then immediately told them not to speak about it. <laughs> Okay. Did you see the Mothman? Yes. Don't talk about the Mothman. Don't speak about it. Now, is there anything else you know about the Mothman? And as soon as they say it, I told you not. I told though. you not to speak about it. Yeah. Do you have any banana jello? That's what I imagine. Jello? Yes. <laughs> By the way, do you have any of the jiggly banana stuff? That was very good. Gets it out with his hands and rubs it on his face. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> do not speak of the Mothman. And then he runs away. If you notice, wait, just... <laughs> Really, oh you didn't. God. You didn't get to see that, oh, but I'm Beagle. Gonna, I'm gonna have a nightmare. Just like the ring girl yeah. walked away. Yeah, that was really creepy. Oh, okay, go God. ahead, sir. Um, not only did they visit reporter uh, Ma- uh, Mary, as it higher, 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 and question her about the creature, but one of them is said to have also threatened Mothman witnesses, such as Connie Carpenter, a friend of Mary Hire, and named Dottie Campbell. Uh, spoke on the subject of the men in black in interviews. She said that uh, that she and Mary were very frightened by them and that Harry had mentioned to her that these strange men never blinked their eyes. It's not in this, but there's one uh, men in black story where this guy comes and he goes, we need to talk to, and I'm just making up a name because I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. We need to talk to Jim. Are you Jim? And he goes, I'm Jim, but what do you need to talk to me about? Uh, you have had a family member who has died and left you money. Can I sit down and talk to you? And he's like, I guess. Come on in. And the guy sits down, and he's got a wire that's running out of his pants leg into his shoe. And they're like, oh, that's weird. But, you know, they don't bring it up. And then he's like, what time is it? And he goes, uh, it's 7 o'clock. And he goes, at 7.45, I will need a glass of water. And then they talk and they talk and he's more robotic and robotic. And at 745 he goes, may I get that water now, please? Hurry. Thank you. It's an emergency. And they go get him the water and he like takes a caplet, you know, a, a pill and he drinks it and he's like, ah, I must go now. Thank you. Bye. And he, <laughs> he leaves. <laughs> and like the guy turns around and he's like, well, I, do you need anything? He turns around and looks and the guy's already gone off his porch and like is in a car and it's a black sedan. It's nighttime. It has no lights and it's speeding up the road like he like ran to get in the car. So these guys are like, I love really, the hospitality of the West Virginians. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it, it would happen around here too. In. We'd be like, "Come on in, you demon robot thing. <laughs> grab, grab some water." Um, I've only got the tap. <laughs> That's all we got. <laughs> But, okay, it ain't go ahead. city water, it's well water. It ain't right? city water. City water would be the better. It is fine. Whatever will help me digest this foreign object. <laughs> that is a nice dragon you have there. Uh, that's a dog. Wait, look up there. <laughs> he runs away. Yeah. How actually, do you open this uh, strange window? <laughs> that would be great. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> I'm trying to keep his on. Come on. Come back to it. All right, here we go. All right. Um, 
Mothman uh, witness uh, Linda Scarberry uh, said in an interview that men in black wore black suits, black hats, and sunglasses. They drove black cars like Cadillacs. Me too. Um, they looked like human beings, but their skin was somewhat transparent. Uh, you could see the veins in their hands very clearly. Their fingers were longer than a normal person's fingers as well. Um, for some reason here, it says, Daddy shook... It's Linda Scarberry talking. Oh, so this is... Okay. This is all quote. In an interview to quote. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, so, Daddy shook hands with them, and he... Um, Said they were awkward um, and shaking hands. Um, ended up said they were awkward yeah. and shaking hands. They seemed to not know what to do or how to shake hands. So it's another some sort of like they just don't. It's not something that was needed. I guess it was like information like, intimidate. They know. Leave. Yeah, they know it's something they have to do, but they've just not practiced it. It's like you know, it's like a, a video was buffering. And it's yeah. like, this is the best I can give you. Is this, is this pixel quality good enough? And you're mm-hmm. like, yeah. I think I can see the image. Maybe it'll be okay. Then you're like, this is crap. Yeah, like, this is not. So yeah. it's, it's, it's like a percentage of normal. Yeah, yeah. just we're like, enough. We're, we're functioning like, at 71% if it was. Like, <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I kind of think of it as. It's kind of like you're wanting to portray the video game character Mario, you know? And, like, you see these, like, Mar- these brand new Mario games, and he's all 3D, and he looks perfect. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to, like, Mario 64, and he's or real you, blocky. Maybe you render Mario. Yeah, and then you go back to Super <laughs> Mario, and he's 8-bit. He kind of resembles the Mario of today, but not really. But you still mm-hmm. know it's Mario, that yeah. kind of thing. To me, that's what it's kind of like. Like, they're doing their best approximation of what they're supposed well, yeah, to be, they, but yeah, it's the, not really The particulars they can't get. Right, right. Yeah, or they don't care enough to... Like, you know his hat's red, but they have maroon, and that's all they... You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all they can do. Yeah. Kind of like that. Um, that was a weird <laughs> approximation, but... Um, so, to go on, she said that one of the cars would follow us around. There were three men in a car. The men in black went so far as to follow us to the drive through of a restaurant. Uh, we were afraid to turn around and just looked uh, in the mirror at them. So, what... One or two things I find incredibly funny about this. What if it was just like uh, they said followed them in a car, like all three of them were up front, <laughs> yeah. one was sitting on the uh, console, and that just stared straight ahead. Yeah, knees were up. Yeah, like, you know. that doesn't sound unsettling at all. No. And then when they went around, they were like, well, uh, wherever they went to eat, you know, like, hey, uh, this is well, uh. <laughs> wait, if you think that was unsettling, wait until the next story. But like yeah. you know, like. What are they going to order? Please let us have three tap waters. For we will not pay. We demand. <laughs> they get it and just drive away. <laughs> right to their face. <laughs> Refreshing, thanks. <laughs> Do Thank. you know the moth man? <laughs> Don't uh, talk about it, thanks. <laughs> Don't say his name. <laughs> we will what? be back. <laughs> approximately. And... 47 seconds. <laughs> they just fall behind somebody else. When does the McRib <laughs> return? We need three waters. When when does the McRib return? Is the Shamrock Shake available now, or do we have to wait? Um, it's loud. So uh, easy sir, to get my um, we, we don't have no a... Uh, what year is it? <laughs> <laughs> sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> Where oh. is the banana jello? <laughs> 
Banana Jello, the uh, the mascot what? of the Spooky Family Podcast. Yeah, I will pay for this with uh, knives and forks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here are kittens that we pulled from a lake. I understand. <laughs> this is an approximation of the metal you use for coins. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the one they called Indrid Cold? <laughs> Traitor. <laughs> I would like to purchase the house in front of the Darren Burgers. <laughs> here is all. Here is 17 uh, forks. <laughs> sir, I don't know who. Who? Darren Burger. We have kidnapped a dog. <laughs> 1475 uh, Rural Lane. Uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. <laughs> I wish to acquire. I just hope. I just hope that that address you just said out is of it real? Blue, that it's real, and that it's actually the Darren Burke's house or somebody. And like, and I do not know that. And now they think we're stalking them. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, please. Yeah, because I can barely remember our number. I might bleep that out. <laughs> just, please just make that a bleep. No, yeah. don't bleep it out. It's fine. Um. So we're back at. Uh, so you said this next one's a very yeah. Well, I mean, it finishes up first. It, it talks about how um, a man and a woman was carrying a camera and they visited Mothman witnesses, uh, Steve and Mary Millett, wanting to take pictures of them. The Millets took down their license plate of the Volkswagen, but the police said that the number was non-existent. So that one, that one's the end of the other one. Now this one, I'll let you go ahead and read this. Okay, one's, this is where it. Gets so that was basically like that was just a continuation of yeah. the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. before we went on that little tangent. Um, in the early December of 1966, uh, Mothman witness uh, Marcella uh, Bennett um, and her small daughter Tina were driving outside, of, just outside of Point Pleasant, when a red Ford Galaxy began following her. Ford Galaxy? I know that's a cool name. It's a little too on the nose there. Yeah. In my face. <laughs> the driver was <laughs> was appeared to be wearing a bushy wig. Uh, she slowed down uh, for the vehicle to pass her, but instead it tried to force her off the road. She sped up, but the Ford then raced around her and parked sideways on the narrow dirt road, blocking her path. Marcella warned her daughter to hold on as she hit the gas pedal to the floor. Yes! Yeah, Marcella, you're my hero for that. If I've got my kid in the car and you're trying to block me or run me off the road... You get you about you're, you're yeah. about to see about some to things. T boned. <laughs> you, yeah, you about drive, to see the darker side of Appalachia. <laughs> as my as my wife will tell you, I drive a, a, a vehicle that she affectionately calls the go kart because it sounds like it's going to die at any second. It also feels like we're going to die when we're inside. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problems using that as a battering ram to get through you. Uh, Elliot, don't worry. As, we'll as you also know, uh, my truck is. Probably comparable to a go, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, a golf cart. Yeah, I mean we we've got uh, it. So. You know, so but uh, yes, Marcella Bennett, if you're out there, we you know you get the Hero of the Week award for that. <laughs> um, so or December um, 1966. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a, we, it's, uh, we'll catch up. Give us some time. Well, yeah, we I will. I mean, you know, it's it takes fun. a little bit. Yeah. The stranger in the red Ford pulled away hastily and allowed her to pass. She had never seen the man before and never saw him again. So, it doesn't really cover it as much. It just says that he was wearing a bushy wig. But I've heard in other reports and read in other documents about this case in particular that it wasn't just a bushy wig. It was actually like a a Halloween mask, like a clownish looking mask. Oh, God. So, I mean, that just, that makes it... 20 times scary. In my, oh gosh, in my head, I think it's like, you know, Gary Busey. 
Yeah. No, that no. Let's not say it's Gary Busey. With that huge grin mm. and the, which you know, not say that integral, <laughs> but in, you know, it, it, trying to assimilate. To now, I can hear him say all those things. Now like, I have Gary. Where is the banana? Bu- yeah. <laughs> the now banana I, jello. Now I have Gary Busey in jello. my head, and this is going to be a bad night. So. Utah. Where's the banana jello? <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! As he's burning himself with that lighter. Oh yeah, that's uh, lethal weapon. Lethal weapon. Oh, yeah. Now this next one gets a little little more on the lighthearted side, I think. But the fact that it's even more lighthearted makes it even creepier to me. Oh, so, I was gonna say, well, that's an interesting take. Yeah, it thank is. God, you know, I was like, we are the lighter side. Well, I mean, you'll see what I'm talking about. This is this is okay. a very weird like, but <clears throat> it's funny. But then again, it's like if that happened to me, I'd be scared to death. So go ahead. I want to put myself in this position. Yeah, put yourself in that position. Okay, okay guys. Yep. Everybody out there, get ready. Yeah. And now remember, this is in January 1967. So keep that in mind, too. Okay? Yeah. At night. At night. Uh, reporter, uh, reporter Mary Heyer was working late at her office opposite the county courthouse, and an unknown man walked in the door. He was described as very short, around 4'6". Um, he had strange, dark, deep-set eyes covered with, by glasses with thick lenses. He was wearing odd shoes with very thick soles, which probably added an inch or two to his height. He had long black hair cut squarely like a bowl cut and spoke in a, a peculiar, low, halted voice. Mm-hmm. Um, the man asked for directions to Welsh, uh, West Virginia, and kept getting closer and closer as they talked. His eyes remained fixed on her as he stared almost hypnotically. Mary was alarmed by this person, so she brought the newspaper circulation manager to her uh, office, and they spoke to this person together. She said that at one point in the discussion, she answered the telephone and noticed the man pick up a ballpoint pen from her desk. He looked at it in amazement as though he'd never seen one before. Then he grabbed the pen, laughed loudly, and ran out of the building. (laughs) See now, it was very, it was oh extremely creepy. Like, this is the, this is what almost the seventies. Yeah, it's nineteen sixty-seven. Yeah, in West Virginia. Now, if you would have told me this story yesterday, yeah, I'd told you crack, not even once. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not, don't, don't even try it once. Yeah, drugs are bad. Okay. Um, but. I don't know. It's not to say that drugs never existed, <laughs> right. you know, and they just happened in the past five years or something. It's but just, just that, just that creepy. Like he kept getting closer as he talked. He had the like, yeah. sunken in eyes. He he, you know, stared at him. He ran like, out of the building, and then he found he finds the ballpoint pen. He's like, and runs away. Yeah. You know, I imagine him being Winnie the Pooh laughing when he when he runs too. Right? I, I imagine was, him I being the leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate the leprechaun. <laughs> The little uh, the small guy from Twin Peaks, just dancing. Yes. Okay. Okay. So there <laughs> is head. okay another podcast we listen to quite often. Yes. Did a Mothman um, series last podcast on the left. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids, if you're listening to our podcast, do not listen to that podcast without your parents' permission. Parents do not give your kids permission to listen to that podcast unless oh, they're over the age of eighteen. But it's the best kind of character building. They talk about how Crowley mm-hmm. talks about the Black Lodge and how there's a a smaller gentleman that's a, a demon basically that's in the black lodge that fits this description almost to a T and that how the men in black and the black lodge kind of connect 
with each other and how it may all be one big well, interconnected. in the same vein, yeah. I, and oh, I didn't prepare for this, so I can't remember or look right. up anything. But and I probably just got that story wrong. But I mean, well, that's I mean, you know. please, please help us, people. Uh, but <laughs> help us out. Help, help us. Help Call us, us out. Um, but Are we the only podcast that's like <laughs> constantly referring people to another podcast to listen to it too? Like, hey, we're not real good at this story. <laughs> yeah. you go to this one. Uh, I'll tell you it know, better. Here's these people who are far superior Hopefully. at what we're trying to do. <laughs> what we're trying to do. Hopefully, people just think that we're just honest, good people. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, that's all we're trying to do. We're we're not making money off this podcast. We're just trying to. We're just trying to entertain you. <laughs> please, we're good people. We're just consumers of uh, media. And spooky stuff. We just like that kind of thing. That's right. So, um, but it kind of... Okay. So, was it not the entire time uh, Alistair Crowley mm-hmm. uh, said that he had a guardian angel? Yeah. Name and I know that's very confusing for some people out there. But he believes... I mean, I, I know it's... The, well, his whole deal was to gain control of his guardian angel to yes. have... Basically, and that only certain power. people have them, and that was the elites, pretty much, right? Now that I don't right, because other people are just here to Alistair serve the Crowley serve, was to serve a you, very right? strange. And that person. you, were, yeah, absolutely, he was a strange person. That, that fancy people were like a star, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, that, something like and that. I don't mean a star like a celebrity. I, I don't want to tell. I don't want to tell you that you're like exactly right remember. in fear of somebody coming at yeah, my throat. But like, this is just this is very ballparky, but. But he, he was supposed to have had uh, a guardian angel that yeah, it was helped called him, Lamb, and it L-A-M. would come to him uh, after he did his uh, sex magic mm-hmm. rituals, yes. right? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But then on his deathbed, he drew Lamb, Lamb, uh-huh. and it was a gray. It was a gray alien. Yeah, yeah. what he drew was, and that, this was before the um, visual of a gray alien had been. Pop- yeah, that was not. Yeah, it was not a mass-produced image now, at all. Also, a lot of people point to <laughs> Aleister Crowley that he and um, what is the name of the guy in uh, the Rockets? The Rockets. I know Von what Braun? you're speaking about. Von Braun? He created no. Oh, he he was, said Rockets. Um, he know. was the one that he was um, a rocket scientist. Oh, I'm gonna feel really he, stupid. Um, he tried to combine basically devil worshiping with science for his rocket to be not exactly the, devil. I don't, I don't think well, he really believed in the devil as much as he just, some believed sort of being was yeah. helping him. Yeah. Chaos and magic. Yeah. Kind basically of kind of that okay. thing. But he and Crowley did a, uh, tried to bring about the antichrist in the desert. They did a magic thing and it's supposedly according to Crowley, which if you believe any of this at all, uh, supposedly, according to, <laughs> supposedly, according to Crowley opened up a gate that lit, Aliens and and greys into our dimension. So a lot of people think that maybe aliens aren't from other planets, but are actually here through another dimension. Like you know, kind of like the gates that are supposedly on Skinwalker. You know yeah. that yeah. that kind of thing. A thinny. Jack Parsons. I knew it before you even showed it to me. As soon as you started showing me, I remembered his name. But Jack Parsons. Yeah, he worked at uh, what was the name of the company he worked at? Thought he worked at NASA. Nay, he. He might have been a consultant. He might have been a consultant there, but he worked somewhere else. Um, It's a very famous company. (laughs) Just guessing. (laughs) More aerospace (laughs) stuff. Uh, QR uh, uh, elevator music. Uh, The California (laughs) Institute of Technology. Well, the California Institute of Technology, but he also worked at a. uh, jet, uh, propulsion jet Propulsion Labs. Jet, yeah, the Jet Propulsion Aerojet Engineering yep, Corporation. That's where he worked. Yep. 
that's that's him, Jack Parsons. Also involved he, in that, and please don't come at my throat, a Scientologist. Uh, but a lot of people think that uh, uh, what's Ron his name, Aaron Hubbard, was involved with that too. Uh, I don't know if that's true, and I don't know if any of this is true. But uh, I'm just throwing it out. What is random, random aside? What is your thinking that Barbara Bush was uh, Alistair Crowley's illegitimate daughter? Yeah, there's there's uh, <laughs> there's a theory out there that Barbara Gosh. Barbara Bush, the uh, wife of George H. George Herbert Bush, or George Bush. Walker Bush. I'm sorry, Herbert, Herbert Walker, Walker was Bush. the son. No, H. W. is him. Yes, you're George right. W. Gosh. is the son. It's been a long time <laughs> since I thought about presidents of the American government. Right. Uh, yes, George H. Sure. W. Bush's wife, Barbara Bush. Uh, my, there's a theory that she may have been the illegitimate child of Alistair Crowley. There's also a theory that Angela Merkel might have been the illegitimate, the illegitimate god. Angela Merkel. I'm sorry. Was the illegitimate goddaughter of or granddaughter of Hitler? I saw that the other day so okay. think of that you know, yeah anyway so back to the men in black we'll just, i don't know we're we'll back in like that went out there unsubstantiated claims right we're not and yeah. we don't believe any of that angela merkel seems like a very nice lady let's throw all of that out there with our name yeah <laughs> we're nerds in the mountain listen to our podcast <laughs> gertie at spookyfamilypodcast.com uh goose at here to chew bubblegum <laughs> Random noises. Paranormal Trucker at ParanormalTrucker.com. I don't even know if that's his thing. <laughs> By the way, Paranormal Trucker, if you're listening, uh, big uh, toot toot to you. I don't know what you're going to do there, but I'm Horn looking sounds. forward to your show. Go ahead, Men in Black. So, um, I mean, there is a lot of different accounts that we're going to uh, probably get into. I don't know if we'll go cut some of these or not, but... Um, at 8.15 on February 22nd, 1967... Mothman witness Connie Carpenter was walking to school when a black 1949 Buick pulled up alongside her. The driver opened his door and asked her for directions. He seemed to be a clean-cut young man of about 25 or so with thick, neatly combed black hair mm-hmm. and a deep suntan. Yep. I think she was just getting hit on. It's possible. Uh, continue with the story and maybe you'll have your own conclusion. <laughs> um... But uh, when Connie got closer to the vehicle, the stranger suddenly ordered her to get in and grabbed her by the arm, trying to pull her into his car. Okay. I would like to go ahead and retract retract it and say that uh, this man was trying to abduct her. It's probably a good call. Good call on your part. (laughs) Um, She managed to get away, and the sleeve of her blouse was ripped in the process. She ran back to her house and locked herself in. The next day, a threatening note was slipped under her door, reading, Be careful, girl. I can I can get you yet. Yeah, be careful, oh, girl. I can terrible. get you yet. Yeah, it's very scary. I mean, and yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> I, I agree. We are running a little bit late here. I, I do agree with Beagle. Uh, we may save some of these Men in Black stories for our next episode. Uh, one of the things I do want to point out real quick, though, especially now we're getting into John Keel... In the MIB, we can save that for next episode and go over that. Yeah, that's a that's a little bit longer. Of yeah, a... and it's a lot more intricate into what happened with him, yeah. um, and and what happened with Mary Hire, who plays a big part later on down the line. Um, they were pretty much partners, weren't they? In, yeah, in in researching. Yeah, in and fact, uh, I think she was pretty much his end, right, to get to the yes. people of and the community because everyone trusted her. He actually her, dedicated right? Mothman prophecies to Mary Hire. Well, and very well, he should have. Yeah. Uh, but. I want to stop with two current, well, as current as current can be, men in black cases. 
Um, not in any of these papers, uh, but there is a video. Just research the papers. <laughs> yeah, huh? there is a video on YouTube of two supposed men in black entering into a hotel in I think Canada, up near up near Niagara Falls, uh, coming Buffalo, to talk to coming to talk to a person who had seen a UFO, who just happened not having to be there. Uh, they were described just like your classic men in black, pale skin, uh, look like twins. Um, covered head-to-toe black and you can see them walk in and they walk like in sync together it's really creepy especially when you know the story behind it so check mm-hmm. that out if you get a chance it's on youtube um the second one is involves one of my favorite actors of all time and that's dan Aykroyd. um dan Aykroyd, a big believer in ufos a big believer in paranormal yep. uh it's a familial thing for him isn't it it is his yeah. a lot of his family believed it too um he uh he actually was filming a ufo television show i can't remember the name of it right off but uh he was sitting outside they were getting ready to go in and film uh St- stephen greer dr stephen greer and uh he gets a phone call and it's actually britney spears uh which is w- a weird part of the story but it's important because he goes outside to okay. take the phone call you know, and Britney Spears is going to be on Saturday Night Live, and she's calling oh, Dan Aykroyd to for like advice for advice. You know, and, like, okay. and can you come here and help me and that kind of stuff? I want to live in that world. I do too. When but, Britney Spears Britney just Spears calls you, call I just want to be live in a world where I can call Dan Aykroyd. I know you do. Um, or Bill Murray or uh, Ernie Hudson. Uh, but so he goes outside to take the call, and he looks across the road, and there's a black SUV. And there are two men standing outside dressed head to toe in black, just like the men in black. And, you know, he's talking and he's he's smoking a cigarette, I think he says, and he's talking and he looks up and that SUV is gone. And he said there was no way that those men could have gone in there, drove off without him knowing it, when just the amount of time he looked up and gone. When he walks back inside to get ready to film the last part of the television show, the producer that's there says, cut it, it's over, uh the show's canceled. We're not going to be able to do it anymore. And to this day, he still doesn't understand why it was canceled, what happened, but he truly believes those were men in black that were out there and they had something to do with the cancellation of his show. So, kind of a cool little story. And the time it takes to take a break. Unless it was already set up. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, like, and the time it takes to take a break from filming, someone has had such pressure put on them that the entire production in the middle has been shut down. Or the third one that was sitting on the console got out. and uh, <laughs> With his in, knees up. Yeah, he's he's intimidating. And then he's running, you know. <laughs> he steals a ballpoint pen, and then he just cackles and runs out. It's a very good possibility. Guys, we'll be back right now in a few minutes for our uh, third uh, 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 and uh. final segment. You're listening to the Spooky Family Podcast. Here with Beagle, with Gertie, and me, Elliot. We'll see you in a little bit. Are you troubled by strange noises in the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up the phone and call the professionals. 276-299-1681 or you can send an email to gertie at spookyfamilypodcast.com. We're ready to believe you! Hey! Wow, was that cool? 
I was hoping yeah. it was cool. In my head, it was going to be cool. That yeah, effect was, was awesome. Yeah. All right. I apologize. So we're back. We're ready to end this, wrap this up, get out of this Mothman infested hills of eastern Kentucky. What you can't see is Beagle just took a ballpoint pen and ran away. So the legacy of the Mothman, Point Pleasant's fame as the home of the Mothman legend hasn't waned in recent decades. The Spooky family are actually planning a little trip to Point Pleasant. We just want to see the statue. It's not far from us. Go to the Mothman Museum. Just have a good time. Like three and a half hours, maybe? Right. It's not very far at all. In 2002, a movie was based on John Kill's book. Re, uh, it, it rekindled interest in the Mothman. In the Mothman Prophecies film, Richard Gere plays a reporter whose wife seems to have witnessed the Mothman shortly before her death. He finds himself inexplicably in Point Pleasant several years later with no clue how he got there, and he's not the only one having trouble explaining himself. As several locals experience premonitions of distant disasters, there's talk of visitations from a mysterious figure called the Mothman. The film, a supernatural horror and mystery, offers no conclusions, communicating instead an eerie feeling of disjointedness that was both planned and praised by critics. I'm sorry, panned and praised by critics. Not planned. The critics don't plan anything. Most notably, the film... That's what they want you to think. Yes. Most notably, (laughs) the film, and this is the only thing I have a problem with, most notably, the film popularized the image of the Mothman as a harbinger of doom. And um, so there have been, and we'll talk about this next week, but there have been sightings of the Mothman recently in places like Chicago, uh, supposed sightings in Chernobyl, although uh, I've heard that those are fake. We'll talk about that too. Um, one of the cool things, and as of right now, as of this moment of when we are recording, um, Point Pleasant is actually planning on having a Mothman Festival this year. They didn't get to have it last year because of the pandemic. Now, TBD on how, TBD that, uh, on how this is going to turn out because uh-huh. we are in the middle of a Delta, uh, the Delta variant upswing in America. Um, but this year they are planning on... A, doing a festival on September 18th and 19th in Point Pleasant. So if you get a chance and you're not worried about the pandemic and you're not worried about the Delta variant, it might be a good time to check out the Mothman Festival this yeah. year. And it's going to be a really cool Mothman Festival this year because I was looking at the website and because there's a new Ghostbusters movie, they're inviting Ghostbusters troops from all over America to come out and be at the Mothman That's Festival. That's awesome. That's cool. So, knowing how much I love the Mothman and the Ghostbusters, this would be the year that the pandemic hits, and I don't really want to go anywhere. So, we'll figure that out. But thank you all for listening. It's been another great episode of uh, the Spooky Family Podcast. Uh, Elliot at SpookyFamilyPodcast.com. Gertie at SpookyFamilyPodcast.com. And Beagle at SpookyFamilyPodcast.com. That's how you can email us. Email us your stories. We want to hear them. We want to read them. We want to be in them. We want them to be part of our podcast. You want to be in a scary story? I don't want to be in you a know, scary I'm story. Not that way. But you know. ha, 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 ha. He just <laughs> he just grabbed my phone and ran away, folks. That's horrible. What is this? <laughs> Where is the banana general? Uh, um, I require so, water. Do you know Andrew Cold? We have a ton of uh, podcasting brethren and sisters out there that we need to mention. Please go and listen to these podcasts. Patronize, patronize them. Patron, oh. Become patrons of the <laughs> podcast. Get on there and patronize Woo. them. Yeah, we'll do that too. But uh, we've do got. Do you guys know anything about video games? My God. <laughs> here's, we've got Here to Chew Bubblegum with Goose. We've got uh, Talk Junkie with Justin Perkins. 
We've got Seth's Daily Podcast with Seth and Tracy. We have Nerds in the Mountain with Travis Michael and Jamie Poe. Uh, we have... I know I'm forgetting somebody. Oh, uh, Mountain Mysteries with Chris Sloan. Excellent podcast. Check that out. He's got a great episode about the Mothman. Check that out. Again, such a smooth voice. Yes, yeah, such a smooth voice. Um, also, and it is not out yet, but I cannot wait. I'm super excited about this podcast. The Paranormal Trucker with the Paranormal Trucker himself, formerly known as Cronkite over on uh, Here to Chew Bubblegum. He's going to go on the roads uh, talking uh, to truck drivers, hearing their stories, trying to find out all the paranormal across this great country of ours. So give that a listen. Also, we've mentioned them before. Uh, We'll mention them again. Uh, If you're looking for some really good series on the Mothman, some in-depth that go to the extreme, you want to listen to Astonishing Legends, and you want to listen to Last Podcast on the Left. Astonishing Legends is more of an all-ages mm-hmm. podcast. You can listen to it. Your kids can listen to it. Uh, Last Podcast, they have some... It's an awesome podcast, yeah, but darker You might humor. want to be about 30. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting close to 50, and I probably should ask my mom if I'm allowed to listen to it. But uh, honestly, I sneak into it. Because you're, you're square. Because <laughs> I'm a square. Honestly, that it's one of the best podcasts out there, though. So listen, you're uh, listening to uh, the Spooky Family Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please give us a, a call. Give us a, Write us an email. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, we've got some awesome stuff coming up for Halloween. Uh, we've got some special announcements that are coming up. We've got some awesome interviews lined up that we're hoping to bring to you. Uh, some local authors, some famous nationally known authors. We've got uh, all kinds of cool stuff coming. Uh, we've got a ghost hunt that we are in the stages, the beginning stages of planning. Uh, that's going to be an all-star ghost hunt with uh, people from all kinds of podcasts in our area. Uh, we're hoping to bring them all out and have a good time with that uh, right before Halloween. We're um, all kinds of stuff, guys. Just it, it's out there. Just want everybody know that uh, we didn't forget, and uh, from last episode, the bracket has been made. The bracket has been made. It just needs to be seated. We need to seed it, and uh, we will be bringing you. How am I going to say this without sounding uh, really weird? We're going to bring you mm-hmm. seeding specials. <laughs> We're going to bring you our seeds, and uh, we're going to do that Let us as special episodes. You'll you'll still get, if you're a fan of... <laughs> no, don't do it. If you're a fan of the Spooky Family Podcast, you're still going to get our normal Spooky Family Podcast episodes, uh-huh. but we're going to bring you our special uh, tournament seeding episodes in the month of September. Each, yeah. each Saturday in September. Think of it like dessert. Yes. And uh, we're going to have banana some special jello. guests. Some banana, banana jello. jello. We're going to have some special guests that are going to help us cups. determine the seeds of that tournament. And then uh, on a very, very special episode, we're going to call it our digital roundtable episode. We're going to try to get as many people in as we can to help us choose the winners. And we're going to have a all-time <laughs> Halloween champion leading up to halloween on october 31st this year we're excited about it we hope you guys are excited about it but you are listening team yahoo (laughs) i'm gonna go with team mothman because he's my dude that's a that's a tough side of the bracket that is a tough that is the toughest to me that's the toughest side any of them any anybody you've seen the bracket give them give them a sneak peek of who's on the bracket just one character that they would be like How's that on the bracket? Team Hannibal Lecter. Ooh, Team Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter. Um, 
Uh, Ed Gein. Oh, Team Ed Gein. That's another good one. How about I this one? I think Old Eddie's coming out real good from this. How about this one? This one's. <laughs> this <laughs> one's. <laughs> let's get real weird with it. Team Cobra Commander. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going. I'm with. thinking Cover Commander is going down. Early. <laughs> I guarantee it. I'd I feel like he's it. going to take an early ale. Uh, we'll see. He's a he's a tricky little snake. We'll figure it out. It's yes. all it's all how they're going to get seeded. It's all who they get they get put up against. That's right. And you never know. We like it could could he be up against the Mothman first round? If he is, guarantee he's going down. Guarantee. Wow. Guarantee because the Mothman is a strong. strong but they're person. not in the. They're not in the same region. They're not in the same region, but we were gonna. That was gonna be a well, surprise. But I mean, if they, they oh, I'm just saying, if they do eventually get to that point, that's right. All right, guys, uh, Spooky Family Podcast. Email us, call us, all that good stuff. We out. Bye bye. Bye bye. The sun is rising. It is time for the children of the night to retire to their tombs. Excuse me, rooms. Until next week, dear listeners.